0: There was a girl named Muriel. Muriel! Muriel. Muriel. And you, Muriel Heslop? No. All she ever dreamed about was getting married. Looks like our next. There was only one thing missing a groom. No one's ever gonna marry you. You've never even had a boyfriend.
1: Muriel's on the doll.
0: You never wear the right clothes. You mental case! You keep away from us!
1: But before she can find a future...
0: I'm going to be a success, Mum. I'm going to get married and I'm going to be a success.
2: She has to find herself.
0: You are wicked. Well, stick with me because I'm wicked too. Rhonda changed my life. She would. Oh, by the way, I'm not alone. I'm with Muriel. Now, the girl she used to be has changed. I've got one. Well, it's a start. We want to know you're alright, love. Into the woman she always was. Muriel, are you alright? You're terrible, Muriel. This is my new life. I'm a new person. Max Films invites you to celebrate the most unexpected event of the year, Muriel's Wedding. Muriel, you're beautiful.
1: Back to the show. Welcome back. Good transition from Sylvester to ABBA.
3: Oh yeah. Perfect.
1: Seamless. Fits right in.
3: Oh goodness. So much fun. I'm, ready. I'm ready for this episode. Same. Listeners out there in Podcast Land, uh, my
1: name's Pete. And I'm Scott. And, and these, these are, are the movies, movies that, that made, us made us gay. Yay. Welcome back to the show. Yes indeed. Yes indeed. This we is, got a good one today.
3: We do. Um uh this movie is so Australian.
1: So Australian. Oh my gosh. Don't worry, we'll get into it. Oh my gosh. Well, let's talk about what we watched and who our wonderful guest is. We watched Muriel's Wedding from 1995, directed by PJ Hogan, with Devin Lotfi. from I Don't Wanna Hear That. (laughs) Welcome
3: to the show. Thank
2: you.
1: The Valerie Cherish Podcast. I've been I've been practicing that the whole day. (laughs) I don't wanna I don't wanna hear that.
2: Well, I, I won't say that about this movie because I definitely <laughs> want to hear this. And I was actually from listening to you guys before I was anticipating to see how well you do your movies that made us gay because you've said sometimes you <laughs> link up better in the- uh, our
3: early episodes. <laughs> it was a mess. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but we're we're getting we're getting better even to this day. We're still improving. Yeah. But I, um, I feel
2: honored that I kind of got to pick this one because yes. I know we wanted to do a and of course, you know, I was like, Marie Michelle, you're like, that was literally our first that episode. That was the first I episode. <laughs> just, you know, I knew uh, that. Dev, that's I knew okay. That. I think that's what kind of linked us from the get-go.
1: Right. I wanted you to come on for The Opposite of Sex, which a movie that we have to get to that Lisa Kudrow is fucking amazing in, if you've never yes. seen it. Yeah. So I put agree. that on your list I if will. you haven't seen it. I feel bad. It. I think it's the closest that she's ever come to an Oscar nomination. Oh,
2: really? Okay. 97? Yeah. 98,
1: I think. 98? Okay. Yep. Something like that. Yeah,
2: it's kind of like I, I have obsessions. Like you know, you guys we talked about Halloween. I love Jamie Lee Curtis mm-hmm, things like that. Mm-hmm. Something about the comeback. It's cool to be in love with something and a piece of art. But I'm not like obsessed with Lisa Sakura. I've seen everything she's in. And there's nothing right. against her. Yeah, of course. It's just kind of it kind of makes it a little easier to be a fan and not feel like I have to you know watch every single original thing, because yeah, Valerie Cherish is a separate entity in herself yes. anyway. Yeah,
3: and it's so singular. I mean, th- but that's the thing about Lisa Kudrow, though. She's so able to do these two characters that when you watch the comeback, I, you just don't see any Phoebe Buffet at all. Mm-hmm. And that's great. It's like, she's just, she's, she's very versatile. It's what yes. she needed to do
2: that year. After. Oh, yeah, mm-hmm. for
3: sure, for sure. And it's very, um, it's so funny, but it's, there's a lot of, like, I guess pathos pathos mm-hmm. in in that in in that show in that program much like
1: muriel's wedding yeah a comedy a dramedy right? a dramedy dr- dr- it dr- it's a, dr- asks dr- asks
2: a lot of its audience listeners it, does. it really listeners, does.
1: be uh be prepared that we're going to be doing at least pete and i will be doing a lot of australian accents oh to this. <laughs> yes to
3: varying levels of success yes i might add but um feel free okay. <laughs> feel free <laughs> well, to join in i
2: love uh Summer Heights High? Have you ever seen mm. that? That's also mockumentary style. Yeah, I'm it's not super Austri- into it, yeah. but yeah. I,
3: yeah. I like what where I've seen. I got seen. my accents from. But sure. We're yeah. big Kath and Kim. Oh, okay, yeah. TV? Yeah, we love which it. Which they
2: tried to remake, right? Uh, with Molly Shannon and Samuel L. They did an am- it a, a yeah. season, remember- half a season. <laughs> yeah, two episodes. Yeah,
3: yeah. which I, I watched uh, before I actually had seen the Australian oh, Kath and okay. Kim because it was, this was like pre-Netflix streaming,
1: so... Whenever we do a Nicole Kidman movie, we quote, we quote Nick? Kath. An-nick? Arnick?
3: An- that's, that's how was I always ki-
1: refer to Nicole Kidman. It's our Nick
3: is K- <laughs> um, So this movie, but again, it's Australianness is what makes it what it is. Because an American movie would never go places that this yes. movie went. Would you agree?
2: hmm And it's funny, you know, it... I think, aside from Crocodile Dundee, <laughs> this was their biggest crossover Export. to the States, you know? And there was and a- Olivia Newton-John. I was going
1: to say, there was a big Australian explosion of the 80s, but it was Crocodile Dundee. Mm-hmm. It was, um, what else came out in the 80s? That was Australian. Movies? But I think kind of pop culture mm, moments sure. with Paul Hogan, right. who was nominated for an Oscar for Crocodile Dundee. Right. Well, Olivia-, at work-
3: Olivia Newton-John had her Clothing line Koala Blue that she tr- that she parlayed into a series of stores that were in very m- many malls in Southern California, and I myself remember my little gay ass self <laughs> just loving Koala Blue, just, you could, darling. You could get a rain stick, just turn it over and listen to that rain. It's like you're outside. Oh,
0: yeah, um, I, I
3: loved Koala Blue. It was, I mean. Essentially, Koala Blue was a clothing line, like very like esprit, just like a lot of like um, like a sweatshirt, you know, and everything was just her logo. So it was just like a white sweatshirt kind of baggy and this like, uh, like a hand-drawn Koala logo. Love and, it. And that was ostensibly what the store was there to sell, but they also sold like – cute like tchotchkes um little like australian import items and so they
1: did have like a rain i don't think they sold like didgeridoos or anything like that but um did you know i made a didgeridoo in college i did a news story for uh just whatever like college class that i was doing and i Mm -hmm. made a didgeridoo because i was doing a news story did it work it did work i got really good at it wow
2: do you have any merch left from Koala Blue? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that
3: my mother ever bought me anything from Koala Blue oh, because okay. we would frequent malls a lot. And I believe that there was one in the Glendale Galleria. I know that there was one in the Glendale Galleria. And um, I think there was one in Montebello, but I'm not sure. I don't know. That's a little it's a little out there for the Montebello Town Center. But I know it was in Glendale. So, But we digress. There was a, an, an Australian explosion in the 80s and that uh, kind of was waning at this point. When PJ Hogan came in and, yes. and blew the, the,
1: the roof off the place. Is this Tony Collette's first movie?
2: If it's not her Second. first, it's definitely her big break. Sure. Um, I think
1: that she had done theater and some small independent movies in Australia. Okay.
2: And you know, I until doing my research, mm-hmm. I guess I thought she might have been heavy set just in the beginning of her career. Yes. And then she right. lost weight as time right. went yeah? on. No, she gained what, like thirty 40, to forty pounds, yeah. pounds for this. I remember
3: That being a big thing at the time Like on I I watched a lot of Entertainment Tonight Mm -hmm. I watched a lot of uh, TV news magazine programs And that was one of the big things Breakout Star Muriel's Wedding Gains Weight And this is pre-Bridget Jones Yeah Right So it was kind of a big deal Uh, Is this before uh, Mini Driver Famously gained You know like seven pounds For Circle of (laughs) Friends? I mean I think it would have been around the same time. Around the same time. Yeah. So, because I fe- I have this memory of this being like a thing. Like these, you know, these mm-hmm. actresses that not American I was gonna say European, but I mean Australia's. But not you're right, Europe. forget
2: Christian Bale, forget Benety. You know? you know? it's, it's which it was I mini
3: and it was yeah. and it was uh, which uh, Tony.
1: I feel like we've kind of moved to a place kind of past that, because now it's just so fucking basic to mm-hmm. talk about transformations and weight gain sure. that I would just hope that it's a little more now accepted or not really talked about, just because and how br- and how brave they are. It's just kind of boring. Mm-hmm. So when, brave when it comes down to it. So brave to to be on
3: screen, where, you know, weighing like tipping the scales at like 135. That's one of
2: my favorite episodes. Uh- of the comeback someone a critic calls valerie brave and for <laughs> her that's just like a nightmare that means i'm fat that, that means old. i look like charlie's mm-hmm. there and a monster you know <laughs> that
3: is exactly what brave yeah that's that like it's very coded kind of like backhanded compliment but um but yeah tony tony did it for this movie and it's interesting because i remember that that whole th- wave of like hey this was a big thing and i've seen this movie plenty of times but as we watch it last night i'm thinking She she looks fine. I mean, forty pounds is a lot. Mm Forty pounds is a lot of weight. Anybody loses forty pounds and you look crazy, like a different person. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, she just looks young. But then she was she wears it all. I believe in her hips (laughs) because it wasn't really in her face. But it's
2: all well. I feel like (laughs) to talk about her face. It's also the way she changes throughout. Like she's very pouty. Like she doesn't let her face. Clench or be tight like that. I don't really think she lost weight during filming. It's just the way she's Muriel's carrying or Mary's especially herself when then, she moves to Sydney when mm-hmm. she becomes Muriel. And the hair, the haircut yeah.
3: does so much for her, and it. Does, you're right. It looks like. Oh, maybe she lost a little bit of the weight for this part of the movie, but it's like I don't think she did. Yeah. You're right. It's Just
2: confidence coming mm-hmm. in. It's not like she's all that. The little like, okay, glasses <laughs> are off, and not, you know, yeah,
3: yeah. But that's kind of like Tony's, you know, like brilliance. Mm-hmm. Because Scott, you mentioned it when we were watching like the Abba um, talent show. Yes, portion one of my favorite scenes of the movie, which we'll get to. But if you only watch Tony Collette. During that entire it's scene. It's a masterclass. It is a full arc. Arc, yes. It is a, it's not even an arc. It's just a straight shot up. <laughs> like through the ceiling. Yeah, from how timid she is. And yeah. it's like, obviously, you're going to start it off being timid and, and go up. But it's just, it's done so well. Yeah. And it's so subtle.
2: I think that's the moment when you know you're on the ride. You're like, okay. Yeah. Um, and I think that's the moment that made me watch the movie. I was digging yes. really deep for you guys last night. I'm like... I know you were in middle school. <laughs> I know you, know you loved this when you were young. But I was like, w- how did I discover it? Because it wasn't yeah. as easy as now – And um, Mm -hmm. I think it was one of those, like, when you would go to watch a movie and it had that little, like, trailer before that was, like, ten clips of movies. But I guess it was Miramax
1: or something. Miramax or some Disney-owned property that they would just sort of do, like, a sizzle reel for. So maybe it was,
2: like, Romeo and Michelle or something like that. Well, do you remember
1: on the Romeo and Michelle VHS, (laughs) I think that this was a part of the... That must have been it? I think it was a part of the Touchstone and Miramax, like, clip pack, And
2: it was just, like, a little Waterloo clip, Mm -hmm. maybe Muriel screaming, and, like, that was it. And I was just like... I want to watch it. Yeah. And you know what I'm thinking
3: also? uh, So Scott and I watched this movie last night? Yeah. Last night. um, Just to kind of brush up on it and, you know, to get prepared. And I hadn't seen it all the way through in many years. And the thing about this scene that we're talking about now where uh, her and Rachel Griffiths do this – it's a talent show – at, um, what's the island that they're on? Hibiscus Island. Hibiscus Island. <laughs> and at this resort and they're doing this talent show. I feel like in an American movie, that would have been the end of the movie. That would have been yes, the last scene. That would have like been the like, big triumph. That would have been the big climax
1: of the movie. But the that, climax. this clocks in in like the first 20 minutes. Yes.
3: It would have been their triumph. And I'm going to show these gals from high school, blah, 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 how much I've grown. Mm-hmm. But it's like in this movie, this just starts. What a good point. Yeah. You know, the mm-hmm. process and, 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 In Muriel's, like, journey. Um, And that's just what, like, this director, PJ Hogan, just Mm -hmm. brought to this, is this sensibility that is not an American filmmaker. Mm -hmm. And it just shows. And it's not just because it's another country.
1: It's just, like, all all the sensibilities are different. So, I remember watching this with my sister. and I was probably about, this would have been probably in, like, 97 or 98, Mm -hmm. so I would have been around... Eleven or twelve, and I remember watching it and I don't think that I had been exposed to too many Australian things in pop cultures, like right. obviously outside of Crocodile Dundee, but that's kind of its own thing yeah. or kind of its own novelty, but I just remember the Australianness of it. I just had never seen anything like it, mm-hmm. yeah, and that and then and also the movie goes to such dark places that normal American romantic comedies don't go. That i just I just remember I didn't even know what to think about it,
2: and like. I think in most cases or in some cases, you feel misled by a trailer or what have you, mm-hmm. and I think there's no way that those watching got mad. they just realized this is way deeper than I sat down for, and yeah. this is an amazing film because yeah, I mean on paper you 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 could be like, "Where the hell is this going now <laughs> you know but um but yeah, no it's it's. Daring, if you will. And then
1: I think I rented it again when I was in college in the mid-2000s. And I was like, oh, okay, now I get it.
2: Well, I don't know if your parents were strict, but that was like – because I was around your age too when I was watching mm -hmm. it. And this was – I mean it was R. Yeah. And not like crazy R, but definitely like my parents don't need to hear cocksucker this. Because they they, say
1: that so casually. They do. Well, (laughs) Australian – I think that also just Australian just cock Uh is just like – it's like calling somebody an asshole or a dick.
3: Well, they I mean that's like – it's kind of like a trope now that Mm -hmm. Australians just throw around like cunts and like – Cocksucker and all that, just mm-hmm. like, it, but it's that like that
1: bogan culture mm-hmm. that we've talked about in you the know. Australian white trash. Yeah, I love it. Pavo,
2: you're Pavo bogan.
1: <laughs> um And also, just the character of Rhonda is just so sexually liberated that you don't really, especially at this time, you didn't really see types like this in mainstream American comedies, mm-hmm. too.
3: Or just, she was a bad girl. Like, if it was an American movie, she's a bad girl, but Rachel Griffiths just seems a lot more, like, accessible. Like, I feel like maybe in an American movie, she would have dressed more provocatively on the regular. Because Rhonda dressed provocatively at the club. Yeah. But in her regular life, she just wore dresses and Mm -hmm. stuff. But I feel like in an American movie, she would have just been fully, like, tits out.
2: Well, that hair was something.
3: (laughs) That hair. And... to me, that hair looks so 80s. I was like, this movie's yeah. from the 90s. Well, what is with this well, Joyce DeWitt wit? Also, haircut? it's just
1: sort of, maybe these are areas of Australia that are still kind of stuck in the well, late 80s and early yes. 90s. Too. And I think that's a big part of
3: This the is humor. the 90s. do that? Don't the, they 90s. Say that the 90s. Yeah. The 90s. That's a big part of the humor of Kath and Kim and this movie is that. These people think they're so upwardly mobile and that they're so on trend. But in reality, they're pretty – they're still a little behind mm-hmm. everybody else as far as what's cool and hip.
1: Much like where I come from.
3: Yeah. I can relate to that. I mean, when you're when you're country, like – and mm-hmm. that's the thing. It's like when you boil it down, these, like, Bogan characters, they're just country, you know? Yeah. And this house that they live – I mean, I have – so much to say about Muriel's family. It's, uh, for good yeah. or bad, it is just a journey. And it's like this house that they, it just, there's so many cliches about Australia, you know, like that one Simpsons episode. It's like, you just live in the outback and, you know, animals going to come out of your drain pipe and murder you in your sleep. And But they just,
1: I don't know. They just seem so, like, so... I guess country is really the only. So to say I was it. reading this town of Porpoise Spit, is, Porpoise Spit. was filmed in. Oh gosh, let's see if I can pronounce this wacky Australian name, Coolangatta. Coolangatta, Coolangatta, oh, wow. yeah, and it's not a real place. And it's PJ Hogan's hometown. Okay. And also, PJ Hogan based the character of Muriel on his sister, and his sister also embezzled money. From a cosmetics kind of Mary Kay pyramid scheme and she went to go live in Sydney.
2: Yeah, I think he might have said Muriel was him, but then like the personality. Per- yeah, the personality right. yeah, and then that's that's so funny. And but
1: that, his storyline is and his the sister. sister wasn't obsessed with getting married, so that was just very much a, a character note of Muriel. Yeah. And I was reading that the notes that his sister gave him of that you can do this movie about me, but I have to be the heroine of the movie. <laughs> and you have you can't call me by my real name. Of course. And I did see that... Uh, well, uh, Variety did a big 25-year uh, retrospect on this movie. You should look it up, because it's a really good yeah, read. Yes, so I know Entertainment yes.
2: Weekly did like a little reunion with those mm-hmm. two, which was cool, but Fun. okay. I need to... And
1: uh, his sister...
2: Well, where are we at now? 26 years now? 25. So, 95. Well, 94. 95 for, oh, its, yeah. for its American so release. Only, okay. cool.
1: And his sister loves the movie, and now she proudly always says like i'm muriel i'm muriel (laughs) so yeah so she's she's come around that like she just is this character which i love so immediately
3: when you see muriel's home life she's got uh she's one of four siblings
2: and it seems like right Five. She one of,
3: oh no, five. You're right because yeah, there's two crazy. two other sisters. She brothers. When it just
2: pans around, you're yeah. Like, oh my gosh, yeah, two sisters. And
3: it seems like there's a set of the siblings, including Mur- Muriel, that seem to be at least older teenagers, if not early twenties. I believe Muriel's supposed to be 22.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: They all live at home, just smoking, <laughs> just
1: on top of each in other in the house, on top of each yeah. other,
3: just dressed. Horribly cl- hair, a mess. Cle- clearly, they've got nothing going on. They're useless, <laughs> they're use- useless, an embarrassment. And it's just like, I've even just me growing up in Southern California, being a major city kid, it's like, I still know this family. Mm-hmm. You know, I feel like everybody knows this family, everybody knows know? this family in their city. That there's just yeah. they've got siblings that it's just like, get a job, you still live here. We're getting too old to live here. Used to live here? Leave. You know? But the mother is so sad. Oh, yeah. It is like, what is going on? I mean, last
2: night, that introduction of her, she's just stoic and glazed. And then she makes the tea and she's just staring at the microwave. (laughs) I mean, that's the storyline that does... Take this movie. Yes. The darker place yes. also yes. elevates it. Yeah.
3: Oh, of course. And I think also, too, being American, I think we are kind of missing a little bit of the joke that they're like, make us tea. And she puts tea bags <laughs> in water, in mugs. And puts it in the microwave. microwave. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, that's that's just pretty like low class, I guess, we're mm-hmm. supposed to get from that, right? European and Australian friends. Yeah. yeah. It's Call
1: like it. brewing coffee. It's like, why would you brew coffee while you just have an instant yeah. coffee? Um, but yeah, this character, the mother character is just like, obviously,
3: she has mental health issues. You know, she stares off into space. She, you know, she's out of it half the time. Muriel's father is awful. Mm-hmm. This character Play is. Played by like, Bill Hunter.
1: The great Bill Hunter that whenever... Where know him from? Like, I mean, I feel like every single mainstream Australian movie sure. usually stars Bill Hunter. He's Since in,
2: he was filming this in Priscilla? I was, was going to say, he's in time. He's in
1: Priscilla, Queen of the Desert. <laughs> wow. Well, yeah. I mean,
3: he plays this character, and it's he's such an ass to everybody, to his, his entire family. His wife, his children. It's like, why are these people still I had, a,
1: I had an Australian coworker mm-hmm. at TJ's that when I would ask him about stuff like Miro's wedding and... Adventure Priscilla, Queen of the Desert, just like these Australian standbys. That she's sure. like, oh, I fucking love that movie. <laughs> and then like Bill Hanna, he's a national treasure. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I do feel kind of cliche. Like if I'm like I'm bartend part time, and if I meet anyone from Australia, like it's like mm-hmm. the first thing sure. I say. And instead of them being like annoyed, they're like, no, they're proud. You know, yeah. they're like, yes, they all Israel's love it. wedding. It's amazing. <laughs> it's- I
3: I think that's the thing about Australians is that they're just soup. They have a lot of pride mm-hmm. in their in their country and what they've exported to, to the States. And I think the, I don't know. I was always fascinated by Australian culture as a kid. I was always just like, it seemed familiar yet different. Like it was like European and British culture to an extent,
1: but then still very Like if you exotic. were, if you were at a vacation there, you wouldn't have to learn a new language. You could catch on pretty easy. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I have a friend who went for like, supposed to be like a three month little, like, oh, semester. Mm-hmm. She didn't come back for like five oh, years. She's like the best place I've ever been. Like I love that. her dad had to like drag her and take <laughs> her passport away. I mean yeah.
1: and especially me being from Montana. I know that whenever yeah. I talk with Australians about just average life in Mont uh in Australia, it reminds me of growing up in Montana a lot.
3: Right. Very rural. Mm-hmm. Backcountry. Yeah. Um So when well, we Oh go
2: ahead. Oh I was gonna say back to PJ. So yeah. Um, he did My Best Friend's Wedding, obviously, and I feel like that's what kind of helps me like you know, Muriel's Wedding is known, but it's it's still culty. It is. Uh, a couple years ago, the Rooftop Cinema Club did a screening, and it, I was so happy to like be around people that I knew loved this, and I was so happy that they actually, you know, it's risky to sell tickets for Muriel's Wedding. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's L.A., so obviously we're a little more, in, yeah, <laughs> you know, into the into the know. But um, but it was it was really cool, and I think people love my best friend's wedding, and of course, you know, he should be proud of that too. But it's I'm like. If, if you're a fan of that, then you just – it's your requirement to watch Muriel's wedding. And then yeah. they're so happy i forced them basically. <laughs> but it's just Well, true. it's
1: interesting when you look at my best friend's wedding following as his big sort of Julia Roberts star vehicle. When you look at Julia's character in that movie, much like Muriel – Julia's not very likable in that mm-hmm. movie. And yeah. that's kind of what makes My Best Friend's Wedding unique in that regard.
2: You're right. They're that both yeah. aren't As you're watching
1: it, you're just like, why am I rooting for her? Mm-hmm. Like, she's an asshole. I should be rooting for Cameron Diaz. And that's what makes that movie interesting because it has a very complicated main character. Do
2: we know if he also wrote that one? Or is it just Miguel's Wedding that he wrote I think he both. may have written it. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, um, I heard that they The test screening for My Best Friend's Wedding, they mm-hmm. hated her yeah. and then they had to um, amp up Rupert Everett's character yeah. and okay. make it that we were always hearing her conscience when she's talking to him and that's what made the audience go, okay, I understand why sure. she's doing it the way she is. But, but yeah, and Rachel Griffiths is in that. Too, oh, that's in, right. In a very throwaway
1: <laughs> role, especially following this movie. It kind of made me yeah. sad when I thought about yeah. it. like,
2: is that just like a, sorry, like, you yeah. know, you're not known over here.
1: I can you give know. you this. I mean, she yeah. would get You'll an Oscar be nomination. In? I mean, <laughs> hey, she
2: got her tongue stuck to a high yeah. sculpture dick. <laughs> she would get an Oscar <laughs> nomination
1: for Hillary and Jackie, which I've yet to see at, which I've yet to see. I've never what seen even is Hillary and Jackie? I think it's about like, celloists or oh, I'm, I don't know. Oh, I'm but but anyway, she was I'm nominated out. for Best Supporting Actor. Okay. Or actress in '98. And then
2: I think her big hit on TV was Brothers and Sisters. Well, right? six feet under. Six feet under. Oh, just kidding. That was after Six <laughs> as Feet Under. Okay. Brenda,
1: that little rascal that I I've always had a very love hate relationship with her. I mean, Rachel Griffiths is great on Six Feet Under, but Brenda is kind of an asshole. Mm-hmm. And that, but that's what makes her so much fun as a character is that you j- she just drives you crazy.
2: And Every- she was married. Uh, the Mary Poppins movie. She was she played saving Mr. Banks she yeah, yeah, yeah. she plays the real oh, yes.
1: Mary Poppins. yeah right.
3: I did that love her. In that. I feel like you don't hear a lot from her anymore. anymore. Really, yeah. There was a while there when I would see her in a project and be like, oh, I don't know Juliet Lewis is in this. She has a very oh. Juliet, qu- Juliet Lewis quality about her, <laughs> especially mind. in this movie. Yes, in this like, movie, for like sure. If, you
1: could see this. Like, if they would ever have the balls to have remade this, because that, that happens a lot where um, an, American an American remake of a successful yeah. international movie, I mm-hmm. feel like Juliet Lewis would play that character. Yeah,
3: she could easily take on that role. Uh, Rhonda is another character that's just like, oh my goodness, where did this come from? How are we here? But um, I, I still want to talk a little bit about uh, the kids because this is
1: where we get the iconic...
0: You're a terrible mirror. Oh, gosh. <laughs> <laughs> we
1: Joni, we were watching an interview with with Tony Collette and she says that she hears that line. Every single day, <laughs> somebody says it to her. Just like walking through Whole Foods and just like, oh look, look at these like uh, coconut macaroons
3: and in the back of Is your you head. A
2: terrible Muriel. I thought to myself last night, I was like, if you were doing a drinking game, every time you hear that or D. H. What a coincidence! You would just be blacked out like way to the movie.
3: I forgot how many times she says you're terrible, Muriel, in this movie. I really thought it was like once or maybe twice, but I was like, oh.
1: There, Wearing him. these over these campaign t shirts of her dad. Wearing the dad's campaign t
3: shirts. This he is lost. <laughs> <laughs> she's the one that's just forever smoking mm-hmm. inside the house. So that's why I feel like she's probably at least I mean, and although she,
2: she does appreciate her mom and loves her does. mom. Yes. Her yes. Her
3: you mom. get you get that in the end. Yeah. Um so you've got this is the sister Joni. And then we've got two
2: Perry t- is the teenage one, brothers, two
3: shithead brothers. One I of them, feel like one of them, is more of a shithead than the other one. The other one looks about fourteen, so you
1: can't really give him two. Not, not mowing that damn lawn. Oh, that fucking lawn.
3: Oh, that was so sad. Oh, that one punched me in the face at the end of the movie with that damn burnt down lawn. Um, and then there's the like the youngest sister mm-hmm. who's like a child. Yeah, right?
2: yeah. who's. On the phone, <laughs> like, asking about some guy she has a crush oh on, I think, at like, minutes after her mom died. Oh inviting my him God. to the funeral. Yeah.
3: yeah. Scott was like, did he? Did she just invite a friend to the funeral? And I was like, giving her the benefit of the doubt in my head. Maybe they're going somewhere after her? Because that's dark. <laughs> but yeah, so Muriel's father is some sort of
1: it's a city local politician. City councilman. I think he ran for a higher office in... Uh, failed mm-hmm. and then he just sort of ended up as a city councilman.
2: Yeah, cause right. I think we get that a little later on when he says, "Do you know why I lost?" cuz my family wasn't up to right, par or whatever, a, mm-hmm. yeah.
3: Yeah, so the father is, you know, is a city councilman, but the family is, you know, super country, kind of a little you know, a little lower class mm-hmm. than he would like them to be. And he constantly is taking them out for Chinese food.
1: I love that <laughs> they go to the rickshaw room cuz
3: but that's also super yeah. Kath and Kim.
1: It also, it also just kind of warms my heart when you see other cultures that aren't American just having racist shit like the rickshaw room.
3: Yeah.
2: Well, what does <laughs> you say? She's like, oh, you must know about makeup. Your wives are yeah. gay."
1: <laughs> Your wife
2: must be I kind of gaseous? like how they play that oh scene because the
1: Asian men are kind of like shocked at it. They're, yeah, like, they're amused. They react to it. Yeah. They're like, oh, my God.
3: But I think that's the thing because we get this scene like three times in the movie. This Chinese, this like
2: even in Sydney, he's found a place. Mm-hmm. To, yeah, yeah this, that's exactly yeah. like. Because I was thrown off. I was like, "Wait, what is she back?" Yeah,
3: yeah. But uh, again, in Kath and Kim, they do uh, this Chinese restaurant that's in like a train car, and it's oh, yeah, super. That's right. And it's super like not appropriate, <laughs> like culturally appropriate. And you know, Kath, Kath always talks about like a. Cooking, cooking Chinese tonight. I'm, I'm cooking Chinese, um, but yeah, it's just it's just one of those things that they think to them. It's like oh, we're going out and we're having a fancy dinner. Yeah, but it's at the Rickshaw Room, and um, but the running theme each time they go to a different Chinese restaurant is that the father is
1: horrible to his family in front of company berating his children and calling them useless in,
3: in front, front of, of like colleagues or his lawyers or you know these these Japanese businessmen that he keeps calling Chinese mm-hmm. and you know all these horrible things so right off the bat we know it's like Muriel's home life is garbage yeah you know she doesn't have anybody to look up to um yeah, I'm parents.
2: trying to think at dinner the first one Mm-hmm. How it gets brought up about she's like, oh, I have an interview for an apprentice position. He's like, bit old for an apprentice, bit old for everything. Yeah, <laughs> Muriel's and, on the dull. Yeah, <laughs> and um, she says something about getting her typewriting. Double he's like, because mm-hmm. I paid for it. You know?
1: Yeah, to secretary school.
3: Secretarial school. And she got her typing degree, but he says he paid for it. Mm-hmm. And the but he keeps on, throwing the, it in the, the
2: look on her face. But the face camera when he pans for all oh. of them. Yeah, you know, and he says they're useless, and it's just like, oh. And then Deidre breaks the ice. Yes,
3: what is, but what is it though? Is it locksmith apprentice? It's something <laughs> weird. Yeah, apprentice like, locksmith. Why would you like. do that? <laughs> why is this twenty two year old girl like? I'm going to be a locksmith. I'm applying to be a locksmith. I mean, it's apprentice. a. I mean, I mean, it's a trade. It's a great trade. Locksmith listeners out there,
1: we love you. Thank you for coming when we lock the keys. in the I house. mean, I may even reconsider <laughs> becoming a locksmith later in my in my life. Let me tell you this: on my walk to work,
3: there's a locksmith. And there's a really hot guy <laughs> that runs, that drives the van. And every morning at 8.15, 8, as I'm walking my way to work, I would see him loading his van to get ready to go out on all the locksmith calls. And he's super hot and super hipster.
2: So why don't you start locking so, yourself yeah, you out? i will don't know who to call. That'd be a great so, little subplot on right? a sitcom. <laughs> Keep locking yourself out because of the cute locksmith apprentice. There's a wrong hey. right there.
3: I just wrote it. Um, so, yeah, you, you got an apprenticeship. And then kinda. I get
2: annoyed because the mom says, tree you look lovely. And she just like completely blows uh, yeah. her off. So and then, off. And then oh. says, Muriel, how was that wedding? <laughs> She's like, what do they
3: say? Okay, so the the thing is, the movie starts off with Muriel at a wedding. Oh, yeah. And somebody, another wedding guy, ga- I kind of got... Well, what a great opening here. shot! Just
2: like the screaming, you yeah, know, and <laughs> the chaos. Oh my god! This when he catches and, the bouquet. To catch the
1: bouquet, and you get that that great character introduction shot of her uh, in just absolute ecstasy catching these flowers.
3: <laughs> but it just sets up within minutes of this movie opening that Muriel surrounds herself with people that fucking.
2: Throw it again, (laughs) because no one's going to. They hate her.
3: She's not going to get married. Throw it again. Oh, she's terrible. And somebody, don't be selfish. (laughs) Don't be selfish, (laughs) Muriel. So awful. And another guest looks at Muriel and. Accuses her of having stolen the oh. dress that she's wearing yeah. to this wedding, and so the cops are called. She had a
2: perfect record until she lost Muriel in boys' men's wear, which, which
1: I've worked plenty of retail jobs. Okay. I th- um stealing is very—it's uh, hard to nail people. yeah yeah this is a little but whatever we'll buy it in this movie yeah yeah
2: well she says you know i'm a cousin of the groom, which is a coincidence Mm -hmm. i think it was probably like three weeks ago or something and she's like oh there's that dress there's the girl yeah (laughs) so
3: weird and you know miro gets like hauled away from this wedding in disgrace in front of everybody not before she sees the groom yes chook with shook i shook. had to
2: look that up last night i was like i've never really truly known what this fucking name yeah, is. Oh, what are they C-H-O-O-K? saying oh okay yeah i and, thought it was like Chuck Choc- yeah, with that
1: surfers tam tan just looks dumb as a box of rocks but is so hot though that hair yeah
2: seriously <laughs> and <laughs> jenny no 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 tanya uh, J- J- Cheryl, tanya jenny i'm trying to get the girls right right whoever gives him that little come hither look the bitch squad yeah and, um, yeah, so Muriel walks in on Chuck already cheating on his wife. Yes, it's on his wedding
3: married. day. Uh. <laughs> Wait, Chuck is an Australian slang term for chicken. Interesting. Mm. So, yeah, she sees it's... Nicole. 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 This is the girl that's yeah. getting married to Chuck. And Chuck is... Oh, no. Well, Tanya's M- marrying Joe. Oh, Nicole Tanya's is the Cho one.
2: Nicole and him are banging in
3: the bathroom. Yep. And Muriel, but they don't
2: know Muriel Saul. Right. Because that'll come into play.
3: Later. Right. That's right. They didn't see it. Muriel sees them, but they don't know it. She gets hauled away. You know, he's now Muriel's at this awful, you know, family dinner. She's getting.
2: But I love how before the dinner, mm-hmm. we just see this shot from the window of Joni in the recliner and then the, the cop just pulls up and Muriel's getting it. Like, I just love that. Muriel's like, yeah. home. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> she's back. <laughs> she's coming out of the cop
0: car.
3: Yeah. Oh, and and that's the other thing. Like Joni's like, she just kind of loves when, when Muriel gets like into trouble mm-hmm. or like, you know, she's just kind of like,
2: and oh, well. what does she do when she's sad? She goes into her room and it's the first time we see her like play on her. Yeah. Listening to ABBA. And listening to ABBA. And, um, I noticed it happens three, it's technically three different, like halfway through mm-hmm. she does it again and she's still not quite happy with herself. And then I think I love just knowing how it ends and watching that scene again. It's just like my favorite character. Yeah. Growth, you know, you know
1: that she's in a dark place mm-hmm. when she puts on dancing, dancing queen, queen on ABBA's arrival.
2: Yeah.
3: Mm hmm. And her sad little room. What's not that And just to
2: talk soundtrack real quick, I mean, again, when you write and plan on directing a movie, you have to really know, like, there are films that you can say, oh, something else would work, something else would work. It has to be ABBA.
1: (laughs) And I know that it was like sort of an an 11th hour thing that they got all the ABBA songs. Well,
2: apparently, they were just like, no. And then he, I don't want to say threatened, but I think they were like, just so you know, he's pretty much coming to you and he's going to beg. And they were like, okay, (laughs) as long as we get... A profit, some kind of profit sure. from the from
1: the, the movie. movie, yeah.
2: Because,
1: yeah. but it has well, to be Abba, though. No, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, but but like, but just when you think about it, it has to be Abba. Like, it I mean, couldn't be, for, yeah. it couldn't be mm-hmm. anything else. I was also reading that he just sort of had the village people as just a backup, but he had no intention of using the village people mm-hmm. just because it has to be Abba, and especially for Australian popular culture. Yeah. ABBA were like the Beatles for a brief moment in Australia, (laughs) that they were just everywhere.
2: And nothing against Mamma Mia, but I tell everyone I come across that, (laughs) you know, you wouldn't have this little musical without Muriel's Wedding. It's true. It's true. It 100% inspired it.
1: Yeah. Can we name all of the members of ABBA? Because I can.
3: I just know uh, Agnetha of ABBA. Agnetha. Agnetha. And uh and, Frida. Frida and Bjorn. Yes. And the other one's name is like not sw- Swedish sounding. Is it? I don't remember. Um yeah. And then one of them's kind of like a secret Nazi. Benny. Benny.
1: <laughs> well, was it I think that's <laughs> Adnetha's father was a Nazi and he knocked up oh, like a village woman. Oh, so geez. Adnetha oh, just has Adnetha's not a Nazi, but she has like Nazi lineage. <laughs> I love that moment of Kath and Kim when they're at the class reunion and they're talking about which members of ABBA they are. I was like You're 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 Bjorn. You even kind of look like him.
3: <laughs> yeah, ABBA is an interesting choice. I was never super into them as a, you know as a kid, but their music has grown on me as an adult.
2: Well, I was gonna say. Uh, you've already done Dick and yeah. that movie yeah. ends with Dancing Queen.
1: Dancing Queen that. cover by Sixpence and None the Richer. Oh well, first God. ABBA
2: and then it segues into Sixpence on the credits. Okay, So we hear sure. here ABBA's version and I'm like, two great chick flicks from the 90s <laughs> ending with Dancing Queen. And, but yeah.
1: nothing will put you in a better mood than just listening to Dancing Queen on repeat because kind of like what Meryl says is that it's just a perfect song because mm-hmm. Meryl <laughs> wants her life to be perfect like Dancing Queen.
2: Sure. And... Yeah, we'll get to the part where where she uses that analogy.
3: Well, what about uh shares like Abba cover album? I mean, that's really good too.
1: It's okay.
2: I do like her Fernando, Fernando or part
3: with, 2 yeah. with
1: uh Andy Garcia is really good.
2: Are you Mamma Mia fan?
3: Uh, we've seen it. Scott's more of a fan than I am. I I'm more of, of a fan. I prefer
1: Mamma Mia, Mamma Mia, Here, Here we, we Go Again. Again. I think it's better.
2: It's funny. The reviews are so much better too. Yeah. But I, I don't know why I like the first one better. I think, I don't even, I think beyond the film it was just, how can you not like watching that setting yeah. for two hours? Like, yeah. It was just gorgeous.
1: It's like, you could. I could just watch Three hours of Meryl Streep running around a Greek island in overalls. overalls. (laughs)
2: Yeah. So last year, the Cupcake Theater in NoHo, which I think maybe has moved since, they were doing Mamma Mia!, and I got okay. my roommate and I tickets and I was like, whatever you seen the movie. She likes the movies. Let's go. I had no idea. I'd have so much fun. It was a hundred <laughs> times better than the movie. It was incredible. That's great. And, fun. And we got home. And what do you think I made her watch? Muriel's, <laughs> Muriel's wedding. wedding. <laughs> and I was so happy because she loved it. And it was like way later than we should have been up because we had just got back from the show. But right. it was a perfect double feature of <laughs> Mamma Mia the musical and then awesome.
3: well we we'll, wedding. we'll talk about the Muriel's wedding um, musical. musical yeah, yeah? <laughs> a little bit later. In, in the episode.
1: I want to talk about the scene where the bitch squad sort of dumps yes. Muriel. Oh, yeah. They fully dump her.
3: It's like, the scene is crazy. And this is
1: a very complicated friend relationship. And I, you kind of remember clicks like this in high school where it was the popular kids and then just sort of a hanger on Yeah, where they were always around them. They were not necessarily friends with them. But that, person just, yeah. but that person just really wanted to be a part of that group. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah. Well, let's take a listen to the the big breakup scene with the bitch squad.
0: Muriel, people think we're mad. But that's just us. We're ragers. People invite us to parties and they know we'll just have a good time. We're mad. Party, party, party. That's our image. You know what I mean. <laughs> We're mad. <laughs> we don't want you hanging around us anymore. No. I didn't steal the dress. It was a mistake. It's not the dress. It's you. We've told you a thousand times how to do your hair, but you never listen. You never wear the right clothes. You're fat. You listen to 70s music. This is the 90s. We will listen to the baby animals. And Nirvana. You bring us down, Muriel. You embarrass us. I I know I'm not normal, but I'm trying to change. I'm trying to become more
2: like you. More of a... It's too late. I can change. You'll still be you. Mm, mm, mm. Uh, I hate that I'm trying to be normal. Yeah. And then,
1: and then proceeds oh. to have an absolute emotional breakdown at the table. In the restaurant. In the restaurant. <laughs> yeah.
3: That's, that, that seems rough. (laughs) She's just crying in front of all these people. But yeah, Um, she says, I know I'm not, I know I'm not normal. Yeah. I'm shocked.
2: Well, um, yeah, like you'll still be you, you know, that's, (laughs) and I think, you know, again, talking about movies that made us gay, that's where you're connecting with her too. You're saying, you know, she's, she's trying, she's trying to fit in. She's just doing what she thinks she has to do and not discovering you know the amazing person she is yeah and i think you know back to the bitch squad just before they get to this part when i guess tanya's crying because she find out she found out that Chuck hooked up with rose biggs or something and she said um so he's i don't know she's like she's he she sucked his cock or whatever. Yeah. And then she goes, He only he, out of respect for me that's what he, and I just like die at that point. Had lipstick he, on his yeah. dick.
1: <laughs> Rookie she move, only, bro. Yeah. Wash your dick.
2: Yeah. He's like, it she only sucks me off. It's not that big of a Yeah, deal. he
3: didn't have sex with her out of respect. Oh my god, I love that. That's some like crazy straight people logic right there.
2: But yeah, back to the the breakdown. The, I'm not nothing, uh, and then it made me. Yeah, they don't say that, but that's what's got planted in yes. her head.
3: Yeah, that's the thing. She says I'm not nothing. They never told her. You're and she's like, nothing, we
2: didn't but, say that. Yeah, mm-hmm.
3: yeah. Very interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, this movie is very heavy on plot, so it's, I feel like it's going to be hard for us to be like, and then Muriel goes home because something happens in every scene mm-hmm. that drives the next scene. Yes, <laughs> you know what I mean. So just
2: such. An important part of screenwriting that is the most hard to get down yeah you know? true
3: yes yeah but it is i mean it is very heavy and so it is going to be difficult for a like in a recap sense for us to be like and then because so much does happen but um
2: well oh, i guess we can at least say that deidre decides oh i'll yes. help I'll in a hand yes muriel can work for me Selling makeup. <laughs>
3: Selling cosmetics. And uh, it's like, I'm assuming it's kind of like a multi-level marketing. Like I mean, a Mary Kay.
1: I'm a sucker for a good pyramid scheme. Like, I think <laughs> ah. it's fascinating. I love checking in on everyone on my Facebook that is like still <laughs> trying talking. To, trying to their, sell you potions. They're like potions or, or just whatever. Did you happen to
2: watch the now canceled On Becoming a God in Central Yes. Flo- oh my we watched
1: God. a little bit of it. I, I need to I finish it-, it. I love Kiki Dunst.
2: By the end, I, I was totally in love with it, and I was ready for season two, and it was announced, but obviously, you know, yeah. they've got to let some things go now, so so I am sad. But that was all about how—I mean, that's just the starter. She loses her husband because mm-hmm. of a pyramid scheme, and she decides, I'm going to stick it to the man and get revenge, and it's, it's very cool.
1: Like, yeah, I'm going to be the best fucking, like, pyramid scheme yeah.
2: player <laughs> there is. Uh-huh. <laughs> She's going to become a god.
3: Yes. So Muriel's father says, okay— You can do this makeup scheme, but you need money to buy product to sell it because that's how these schemes work. You have have to buy the product. You have to invest. You have to invest into it. To make a profit. Yes. And I think that's kind of glossed over, but who cares? Um, So mom decides to – She has to buy the blank. She's told to give Muriel a check to to buy the product. And he tells her just leave it blank so she can buy whatever she needs – and get her shit together. And and she says, who do I make the check out to? And
1: Muriel says, make it out to cash. And mom, is that checked out that she just goes uh, with it?
3: Yeah. So this is where I kind of uh, have a question because later on, you know, when it does – Come to light to the family to, to dad to dear. And I think it's been some like weeks later. I mean, well, Muriel's been on this vacation. She decides to instead of buying the product, she takes a check and go buys a ticket to go on holiday and follow her friends who uninvited her
2: and, and the goes friends anyway.
1: who decided to go with um her. On their honeymoon, right?
2: Yeah, because she's... Oh, that's right,
1: yeah. yeah. she's so
3: pissed that she found the lipstick on the dick that they said, we'll all go out. She's
2: like, I'll sleep with a thousand men.
3: Yes, yeah. she's going to get back at Chook. They're going to go to Hibiscus Island. And it seems that Hibiscus Island is like a resort, kind of an all-inclusive kind of a place where you just go, everything's there. And Muriel just fucking shows up, full-on stalker status. Right, how much money does she steal from the dad?
2: Because at the end, she gives him a check for five thousand dollars and says it's only half. But there, yeah, because no, because there's a point where that <laughs> someone I don't remember now. Someone says twelve thousand dollars. Twelve thousand yeah. dollars. How much does Hibiscus Island cost?
1: I think at least 3000 Three,
2: I think.
3: Yeah. Well, also too. I guess she does get this apartment in Sydney. And
2: Deidre's like she would have yes. made thirty dollars. What the yeah. hell? Yeah.
3: She's like <laughs> she bought two pallets from me. T- <laughs> if she sold those,
1: her net profit would have been thirty bucks. Which, like, meanwhile, I listen to that. And I'm just like, oh my god, I would never have the parent like the patience. To do anything like that. Well, when she, your net profit is thirty dollars well, after but, those but two. But Deirdre did say she only bought two kids. Yeah. So I'm thinking she like
3: that's to sell to literally two people. <laughs> um But yeah, okay, so let's say she spent th- three on Hibiscus Island and then $9,000 just on her What's, rent living with Rhonda, just yeah. living
2: And I mean, she still had some income coming in from video drama, um, video drama. Video whatever. drama. It video
3: was probably drama. money
1: to at least get her started in Sydney. Yeah.
3: Because that's where I kind of didn't... There was a, a bit of a disconnect because I was like, what the fuck? I thought I heard $12,000 too. And I was like, yeah. that could be right. And then she said... She gave him. A, she gives him a check for five thousand. Says, "I'll give you, you know, the rest." I'm like, "The
1: rest? Mm-hmm. What did you take?" Well, also when you kind of look at banking in the '90s, like you could probably easily um, get away with something like this because you people weren't con- like, yeah, checking their banking statements mm-hmm. that regularly. Right,
2: yeah. Yeah. no yeah. alert of like, yep. you know, yeah. yeah,
1: And so she probably used it for
3: wardrobe. You know, uh, maybe it cost the, the trip was three thousand, but. You know, Scott, you and I have been on a cruise. They say it's all-inclusive, but that bar tab. <laughs> those those booze definitely aren't included.
1: That booze ain't included. <laughs> I, I also remember being a kid and watching these resort scenes and just being like... Wait a minute, where is this?
2: Well, I like, love that first yeah. shot into mm-hmm. the island, and we hear Blondie playing. Like, it definitely, you're like, okay, this is exciting. Like, yeah, you know.
1: but just, like, the type of vacation that I was not familiar with was all-inclusive resorts in Australia. Oh, sure. In
3: Montana, yeah. where are you going to go on one of these? Nowhere. Nowhere, yeah. Hawaii. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, uh, the Hibiscus Island stuff is fun, because there's like there's, like, groups of, like, Australian boys... Like that are at one table and they're doing their little, you know, talent show gig, and um, the bitch squad is doing their talent show gig. To the tide is high, very. That's so basic. Of course,
1: they're doing the tide is high, which also just in a tropical resort. They they mentioned um, Nirvana, but they're doing they're doing blonde. I mean, no, like shade about Blondie. I love Mm Blondie, but they choose Blondie. Well, they said you you listen to
2: seventies music.
1: mm -hmm. And then they do... Yeah. Their, that's what I'm saying. They do I
2: because of this movie. Even yeah. if I'm in a bad mood, whenever I hear Titus High, like, it just immediately, I'm like, I'm like, uh, it's summer, and I'm somewhere <laughs> having my uh, tie, like, you know. Yeah. <laughs> this is... So,
3: the, when they see Muriel... Right,
2: because they... Okay, so they finish their dance. Oh, uh,
3: they event. finish their dance. Uh, but let me tell you this. This is one reason why, why I was fascinated with Australian culture, because the boys that are in this movie are so fucking sexy. Every boy in this movie is so fucking I cute. mean, David is like, so whenever cute. I meet an Australian I mean, guy, David is one thing, but Bryce is super cute yeah. too. And Bryce is supposed to be a nerd. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. And I think Bryce is super cute yeah. and I feel like he's supposed to be kind of
1: nerdy. I mean, give me a, maybe they found each other. Dan. Give me uh, an Australian man. They're all cute with that accent. All of them. Get Even the ugly ones, here. give them that accent and yeah. they're cute. Yeah.
3: And Bryce is so sad at the wedding. Oh, 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 Breaks my heart. He's so just like... Even after all that, he's still just like, we could have made it work. He's just a nerdy guy who likes to go to video drama. We're getting ahead of ourselves. Uh, she, we have to introduce Rhonda. I mean, Rachel Griffiths. This right, so the they, they fucking meet.
2: throw a drink at oh her Oh, my face, God, so rude. Which is horrible. <laughs> so awful. <laughs> you mental case, you know. <laughs> They're so
3: mad at her. What's mm-hmm. the, the The bride... Of the... What's her name? What did we say? Tanya. Tanya. Like, I feel like Tanya would have jumped over the table and like... She's got anger problems. Just, yeah, Well, murdered. she does jump over a table at some point. This like, is true. This is true.
2: But what's interesting to me, Cheryl takes that moment after they walk away and she goes, you've got no dignity, Mary. You've got no
1: dignity, Mary. I love I love her. I love that one's accent.
2: Mm-hmm. And um, that's dignity. interesting because she knows she's part of this crew. Probably yeah. Probably knows how bitchy they are, but... It's like she's trying to help her, and she's almost shocked that after after that horrible breakup, if you will, yeah. you're here. You
3: still came, yeah. And, yeah.
2: And then I think, yeah, we, before she meets Rhonda, this – Sequence get up she's wearing. Just this red <laughs> Christmas ornament. Yeah,
3: it's a little it's a little Liza Minnelli. Yeah, like sunglasses
2: <laughs> in her hair. It's awesome.
3: Yeah. It's <laughs> she's strange. so
2: happy. She's like she's living.
3: She's living her life. But when and when Rhonda says like, are you married to Haslop? Like, no. <laughs> right so fast. and she's like she's, she's like no well, you definitely are you de- <laughs> you definitely are well we have a little bit of, well which one do you want to hear Rhonda meeting muriel or Rhonda telling off the bitch squad telling
1: off the bitch squad's pretty amazing because that's yeah, kind of yeah, yeah, yeah that's kind of a little bit of a better scene well, and i just love that um ronda i mean i think that they had They kind of knew each other in high school, but not really. But Rhonda just kind of opens up her heart to Muriel and it's just like, well, let's hang out. Why not? Yeah. I always liked you in high school, but we just never got to hang. She's an
2: angel that Muriel needed. Yeah, for sure. To meet. And um, yeah, we assume that she was kind of nerdy too because she says they made my life hell. Yes. Uh, Don't don't you ever wonder what you'd say if you saw those bitches? Well, I see them right there. Well, they're right <laughs> over there.
3: <laughs> yeah, I think because Rhonda had a history with them as well, so she obviously wasn't at the A table. Yeah, you know, uh, she was at her own table.
1: Maybe we Maybe she was with the drama kids. We weren't. We weren't at the C table, were we?
2: <laughs> Romy and Michelle. Oh Romy no. So we don't see the interaction, but we know Muriel's. Giving her the dirty details about yes. Tanya. Yes. And then it cuts to Tanya uh, whenever, and whatever, and, and she's <laughs> waving hi, and Muriel's just kind of in the background looking all sad. And oh they proceed
1: to sort of steal her away. Yeah. Like, oh, do you just want to come hang out with us?
2: And what, what does she say? She's like, if I think you've changed, I'll tell you. Like, you know what I mean? We're like, not in like, high
1: school anymore. Right. You don't have to, like. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. oh my God.
2: Do you want to have a drink with me?
0: Well, we can't let you spend the entire holiday alone. We're not in school anymore, Rhonda. You don't have to feel you're not good enough for us now. I don't. If I feel you've changed, I'll tell you. I'm honest. Unlike some people, I tell it like it is. The truth? Yes? I tell the truth too. Nicole's having an affair with Chook. Miriam saw them fucking in the laundry on your wedding day. Sticky drink up your ass, Tanya. I would rather swallow razor blades than drink with you.
2: Mm, 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 mm. <laughs> just makes you want to. like the poster. makes you want to stand up and cheer. It does.
3: Does the poster say, makes you want to stand up and I cheer? I think the
2: one on my I wall at home it. says that. That's it. like a, a, a pull from a review. Yeah. A
3: that's such a. But that's. I feel like that's on every movie poster. <laughs>
2: Yeah, I was
1: definitely that. in probably a lot of Gene chalet reviews on on the Today Show or Rex Reed or Rex Reed. Now we have
2: that beat, but what does she say when she turns around? Oh, I'm not alone. I'm not alone. I'm, I'm with, with Mariel. Mariel. Oh, as we hear Waterloo starting, it's just epic. Like you said, it's a moment where it would feel like think about Romy and Michelle. It yeah. all builds to that Get confrontation. To that. Yeah, and that's our you know ending. And this is this is you know the beginning. Yeah, this is the start of a friendship, and she's not going to be you know thwarted by the mean girl's waiting to hang out. She's, she's with Muriel.
3: Yes. And in an American movie, we would get the montage of them, uh, practicing, you know, rehearsals, all of that. And the whole, like, nerves at the beginning and I can't do it and all. And then it would just build up to this whole thing. But here it's just played out and yeah. it's played out in real time. You just get the whole song. Mm-hmm. Um,
2: I want to say Tony has a story somewhere about that outfit ripping, or I don't that know outfit. if she like peed I mean, or something. It is like, like, no, it I is swear it's something like embarrassing that happened to her. And, it's holding on. Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> that is
3: like white. She looks sewn into that. It's like, yep, it's not satin. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and the wigs and just the way they do their like facial like to the to the camera mm. and uh, it's really
1: good.
2: So Tanya's watching and she's pissed anyway that they're just like happy and having fun, <laughs> but. We look over and Nicole already has a black eye before they're about to start fighting again. They'd already We don't it even out. know what happened before. Nicole's
3: huge shiner. I love it.
2: Yeah. Um, and she gives her this little like eyebrow raise like, what bitch I slept with your man. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> and not only that, to make matters worse- the cute boys in the audience are loving it. Yeah. They're loving the whole performance. They're, like, standing up and dancing That's and right. all that. And, like, Tanya's just like, fuck this. Because <laughs> they like they their performance, but I feel it's like the boys... It's nothing compared yeah, no, to
2: theirs. It's so much I'm just more like, fun. thinking
1: whenever we go on vacation, it's just like... I feel like the last thing on my mind would be putting together a talent show.
2: <laughs> a lip sync for, for a talent show. A lip sync for
1: a talent show.
2: It's funny you say that now because you were talking about – obviously you said you grew up in Montana, right? Yeah. I, I mean I was pretty lucky. My parents took me on a couple of things and I remember being in the Bahamas and it was the mid-90s around this time and Macarena had just exploded. Sure. And every yeah. look was a freaking little stage that looked like it was just made in two minutes of people going up there and doing the Macarena. That's so funny. Yeah, cruise
3: ships do that shit. You go on a cruise and it's like they got to fill They got to fill like three days worth yeah. of time on a boat. So they're just like...
2: And that's another reason they brought champagne. I'm pretty sure they hand Rhonda and Muriel like the <laughs> biggest bottle of
1: champagne. <laughs> oh, I love fine. that moment where they're both singing Fernando because I love... I think that Fernando by ABBA is probably one of my favorite of their catalog. I love that moment where they're both singing Fernando.
2: The lighting is so beautiful, that mm-hmm. blue on them. And, yeah. And at that point, Rhonda's still... A lot of Muriel, what she has said is a lie. She's yeah, like, mm-hmm. she's she's so they're they're confiding in each other. But Tim Sims, yeah, I'm, don't know him. Tim Sims, <laughs> don't know. Him.
1: You have to say it. You have to say it in the Australian accent for it to be funny. Tim too. Sims. Tim Sims.
3: <laughs> <laughs> and again, I keep bringing this back to you know what an American movie would have like done with this material and just shit all over it but I feel like because I'm so used to the cliches of American teen movies or you know just American movies I'm just thinking to myself that maybe Rhonda's gonna like maybe she has bad intentions maybe she's a bad girl and is gonna exploit Mm -hmm. Muriel somehow
0: but that's not it Mm
3: -hmm. they're just friends
2: she just wants to be friends and then they just become friends and I love that It's beautiful. And yeah. she says, do you ever feel like you're nothing? Mm-hmm. And she's like, you know, you're not nothing. And – um, but yeah, back to what you said, like Americanized, like that little moment could seem like it was kind of dragged down or slower. But mm-hmm. it's like an extra two minutes can make or break your film because that's yeah. what makes you care about their friendship because yeah. it – the the tragic moment happens pretty sooner than I remembered, but again, where we we get enough to know how much they care about each other, and yeah. and, and how important
3: it is for sure. Um, I think we get a couple of times in this movie where Muriel goes home, some shit goes down, and she gets right back in the cab. I <laughs> know. Yeah, <laughs> she goes home from
1: the vacation. She finds out dad is furious. He's yeah. at the bank right now, and then she proceeds to get right back in that. Thank <laughs> okay. God that taxi didn't leave. I late, know. But-
2: <laughs> She's like, okay, this is my out. And again, like you said, the mom is still giving her the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. You, you wouldn't, you wouldn't you have wouldn't done do anything that. with the check, mark. Right? Maybe it was a mistake at the bank. Yeah.
1: Did like, I- it's so like, Did I awful. make a mistake or something? I
3: don't know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, mom. <laughs> so, Muriel gets the hell out of porpoise spit and heads... Back to Sydney.
2: And did mm-hmm. you notice? I didn't realize it's kind of a film broken up into acts. Because yes, then for sure. it's like yes. this. It says Sydney on the little title card, mm-hmm. and we see. Yeah, like we feel like. Yeah, we're going into the next section of the film. Yes,
3: the title cards are very interesting. They're they're. It's a little. I think it's a little nineties. I feel like I had seen that in some movies. It was probably something
1: that they just sort of discovered in the editing room. movies. Mm-hmm. Yes, for mm-hmm. sure. Um, but yeah,
3: we had to. We had to Sydney. She's now she's she's sharing an apartment with Rhonda, a small
1: little place, but
3: it's cute. Working
1: at the video store, which I love. Video drama, video drama. (laughs) I also think that Tony looks beautiful in these scenes. She does. Like she's given like very like ninety four, just like urban gal.
2: I found myself looking at like the boxes and the posters. Like, what what do I notice? Yes,
3: the the posters in this video store. There's a lot going on. I
1: think it's so cute that she works across the street from Rhonda, (laughs) who works at the dry cleaners.
2: (laughs) And I love. I'm sorry. What's the boyfriend's name Bryce or, oh Bryce okay yeah I love when she's like are you a member are you a member of our video addicts club it's for people to take out too, like, too, many, too movies. many and he's like wait what too many videos she's like well you know what I mean loser
3: yeah
1: <laughs>
3: <good>. I love <laughs> that the, yeah Bryce is in there and he's just like he sees her Clearly working he, up the
1: courage to talk to her
3: yeah he knows who she is <laughs>
2: But, I mean, he does it. He asks her out. So she calls Rhonda and says – yeah, because they're across from each other. So she's going to – she says, can you look at that long mat over there? What do you think? He's like, yeah, it's lovely. It's nice or something. Oh, not you. Because Rhonda calls her
1: and just be like, okay, so I have these two dates.
2: Oh, right, right. Yeah.
1: Do you have anyone else that you want to invite? Yeah. Meanwhile, Rhonda – is making it with two American sailors. At so club. God bless these, like, uh. American sail. these very, like, metrosexual men, comfortable in their sexuality. Are, are they they're, gay? They're, are they straight? Have a I don't know. With Rhonda? That's what's kind of great about them. <laughs> and they're, like, down for this three way with Rhonda. Hey, when you're
3: on a, a naval, you know, nuclear submarine for months at a time, <laughs> and Rachel Griffith says, let's do it, but with the both of you. Hey, <laughs> ready? Isn't to party. that it,
2: and it, even over here? Isn't that called like something week? Fleet or, Week, Fleet Week, yeah, yeah, Fleet Week in New York. I think there's like a Sex in the City episode too. <laughs> oh about yeah, that. they just go nuts. <laughs> yes, indeed. But yeah, so. They're Yeah, they're awkwardly dancing and stuff before they get... And then we get back to the apartment, right?
3: I, I love, though, too, when he's like, do you want to leave? And she's like, Rhonda wants to stay. And then Rhonda's like, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> right. And Muriel doesn't have it in her to just be like, well, I guess we can leave now. Mm-hmm. Like, they just still stay. This scene back at the apartment. Oh, my God.
2: You know, this one thing I noticed, and this might be me just like reaching and being symbolic... The news is saying that there's a hurricane on Hibiscus Island. And this is the first yeah. time I. This is the first time and I was like, I is this that, yeah. foreshadowing a hurricane uh, coming to Muriel's life? You know what I mean? Possibly, you but know? it just yeah.
3: they just
1: missed it. Yeah, yeah.
2: I don't know. But I just thought that was neat. <laughs> so yeah.
1: I mean, we're uh, oh yeah, and she's
2: since p- changed her name correctly. Mario, Mario, Mario. Yeah. is it
1: Mario? Yeah. Well, Mario, it's yeah. it's with an A instead yeah. of a U, and uh, I mean we're assuming that Meryl's a virgin and this is the first time she's ever hooked up with a guy. And I think this scene is great because it really we've all kind of been there of like when you're hooking up with someone and you're just like, well, oh, oh, I I guess I'm doing this now. Laughing hysterically. And now, but I like that (laughs) Meryl's first instinct is to
3: laugh. Uh (laughs) She is losing her mind. Well, that's the thing. It's like he's kissing her and he's like touching her body. And so she's just laughing hysterically. And, you know, the two American Navy men just think that she's being attacked. Oh, yeah. Because she's laughing.
2: And he uh, he thinks he's unzipping her pants and he unzips the uh, beanbag chair. chair.
3: Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, that scene is great. But, yeah, Bryce, I mean, he's got, like, good intentions. I think Bryce just really likes her. Mm-hmm. You know, and it sucks that... Well, later
2: on she says that's what made her go, okay, I have changed. Someone asked yeah. me out, you know.
3: Yeah. True. But it's in this scene. This is where we find out <sighs> about the tumor. Rhonda just, like, Rhonda.
1: falls to the ground. I remember sort of being, like, shocked at this scene it's when totally I was a kid shocking. and watching it. Yeah. Yeah. It's and crazy. I love that my thought went to it was was it from having all that sex with the sailors? <laughs> well that's with <what> Ronda Thought. <laughs> that's what Ronda yeah. thought.
2: <laughs> it's jarring.
3: Yeah, and it's one of those things that I feel like to me, I mean it does come out of nowhere. And it, yeah, like you said, it is jarring. Um, but it's that thing that this movie is very plot heavy, a lot of stuff happens, and it and it goes into these dark places right. that uh, a lighter comedy we're not expecting. Yeah, to go there. I
2: think this is when you know. Okay, we're going somewhere else. But yeah. real quick, before we get to the fall, um, when they're before they start kissing and stuff, you hear the TV saying Muriel, Muriel, and he's like, she's like Muriel, <laughs> and then she realizes right. her dad yeah. is like looking for. Her. He's like, we don't care about the money. We just want to know you're okay. It's like, yeah. oh my god, how embarrassing!
1: But they're also looking for the money.
2: Yeah, of course.
3: <laughs> and also on top of all this, there's like mad sex moans coming out of mm-hmm. Rhonda's oh, pet
2: I know that was my like I hope my mom doesn't walk in right now. Yeah like scene as a kid watching this movie. Which looking back I'm like that was not really that bad.
1: And me being like probably eleven years old just being like, so three ways. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Those are in fact a thing. That happens.
3: (laughs) But that happens. But then there's two full on like naked asses in your face. I know, right? Right right afterwards. So and then me watching it going, Okay, well this is this is not an American movie. Maybe maybe we'll see some some dicks. (laughs) We don't. There's no dick. <laughs> but um yeah so Rhonda kind of loses her she can't
2: stand
1: anymore she has a tumor on her spine
2: and that kind of you know brings muriel down from her fantasy that she's been living you know this is definitely yes. uh, a jolt back to life and i think she calls home and she's found out that her dad has moved out since then and um i think she Joni says that – well, she said, I heard on the news he, he's taking bribes and Joni's like, well, you took all our money or something like that, <laughs> which is great. Yeah. And I think the mom might might try to get on – does she get on the phone? I don't know. She might hang up before Yeah, gets yeah. too detailed. It's –
3: it's yeah. The whole like the bribery thing is – it's very interesting how – yeah. How the family deals with it. Mm-hmm.
2: Um no. Yeah. Dark places. Yeah. I think I love the dancing queen instrumental or it's just like that.
1: Yes. So I have that clip and I love this moment because this is when, uh, Rachel Griffiths, Rhonda is in the hospital and to make herself feel better. She goes and looks at wedding dresses. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Let's take a listen. What's your fiance's name? Bill. Bill's in for a big surprise.
0: (laughs) Will your mother be coming to see the dress? No. No, she can't. She's in the hospital. She's got a tumor on her spine. Just have an operation. We don't usually do this.
1: This moment when she walks over. She, she grabs have to the polaroid. Just fully scamming these bridal My mom's shops, in the house. <laughs> <laughs> and this is why it has to be Abba because you wouldn't have this emotional connection to the scene without the piece of score done, yeah for dancing queen mm-hmm. it's just like it brings it to a whole nother emotional level that it just has to be AbBA yeah they couldn't do that with macho man no, they couldn't do it with, like <laughs> in the Navy. <laughs>
3: <laughs> oh mercy um, Yeah uh, So she For a time she does try to I mean I feel like she gives it a shot To Help um, yeah.
2: yeah They're Rhonda in physical therapy yeah. that scene. And um, that's when she Gets on one knee and she's like tell, She's like how can you handle this Rhonda's like you know you just You help me do this and mm-hmm. that And she's like if, if, you know, my before I met you, I don't I don't remember everything, but this is where we get to that famous. Now my life is as all I used to do is listen to
1: Abba song yeah. really. because yeah. she was always in a very dark place mm-hmm. when she would put on Dancing Queen well, to make herself yeah. feel yeah. better. As as and Queen. now her life is as good as Dancing yeah. Queen, so she doesn't need to listen to the song.
2: It's not just as yeah, it's as good as an Abba song, as good as the Dancing best Queen. Abba song, yeah. Dancing yeah. Queen, yeah. And it's horrible, especially again watching it, knowing when Rhonda's like, "Promise me, we'll never go back to Porpoise Spit." Yeah, and
1: I'm just like,
2: you know, Fuck. I mean, <laughs>
1: me like coming from a small town, like I love my small town, but. I would never want to move back there mm-hmm. like at all. Like, like I would have failed at life oh, I saw if a meme. I had to, if I had to move back to my small town.
2: I saw a meme that was like heavy during COVID and it was like, I will die in my LA apartment before I ever have to move <laughs> home. Cause you know, that was going through a lot of our mm-hmm. heads. Like, is this going to be like crawling back to mom and dad <laughs> type of a situation? They're
3: going to, they're going to find me on, on this chaise lounge with the TV on and like,
2: it's funny, even when I, like, when, when if I go home, when it's not, like, the holidays, like, maybe for a yeah. week, and I see someone random in the bar, and they're like, oh, did you move back? Yeah. No! No! <laughs> 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 I mean, Never. I mean, I mean, no, I'm just <laughs> Oh, man. Um, so now she's, like, addicted to the shopping. Yes. That opened a can of worms. And, and, Ron- so it's a, it's a, it's an interesting montage, because Rhonda's at home, And she's stumbling upon that album oh yeah while we see muriel like finding she's going through a phone book like what shop have i not nailed yet
1: i love the little (laughs) moment with Rhonda with the guy that has the wheelchair taxi because you can tell like Rhonda's just like i I bet i could swing with this guy even (laughs) even though i'm in a wheelchair that made me so
2: proud and happy for her she's like i've still got it well that guy was
1: cute too he was a young guy he was cute go for it she's like
3: okay let me just go get something (laughs) and yeah she goes and she i think she's looking for cigarettes And Mm -hmm. she goes into Muriel's room. Yeah. Yeah. And she finds it. And it's it's funny because we first see Muriel when she first gets that one Polaroid from the the clip we played. And she puts it in one of those old timey photo albums Mm -hmm. where you peel the plastic. I can just feel it with my fingers. The thing the the cardboard is all sticky and you put them down and she puts down her like three or four pictures and closes it. And then when Rhonda finds it, she opens it, and it's pages and pages and pages. And you're like,
2: ah, how many times is scary? Done this and also, Rhonda? is
1: it going through Rhonda's head that Tim Sims still exists, and she's gonna finally move think, well, on and yeah. get married? I think yeah. that's
3: what Rhonda thinks. It's just like, mm-hmm. well, fuck, bitch, you're gonna marry this dude, and you've been hiding it. And that's what she. Th- that's what she. Because where else would you go? Yeah. You wouldn't go to the you've been scamming bridal shops right to just to take pictures
1: that's one of the things in an american remake of this that you would have to have a whole 3's company set up of her <laughs> trying to fake tim <laughs> Sims. i mean that would essentially just be the whole movie mm-hmm. yeah. is her faking this relationship tim sims yeah
2: so before the <laughs> confrontation you hear the employee go, I hope this helps your sister out of her coma. Uh, <laughs> so like what other it's stories she... it's It's Just yeah. sort of
1: brought to a whole new level. Yeah. yeah.
3: Sister so <laughs> The Okay, so we hear we hear mother, sister, mm-hmm. and friend, right? Yeah. Don't we hear three different ones or do we just hear well, mother? Well, I think the
2: lady goes up to Ron and says, Did you just get out Were of her coma? <laughs> 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 did you just get out of a coma? No. She's so
3: mad. But, you know, th- yeah,
2: <laughs> they fight, and then her breakdown, you know, it's just, she kind of just sinks so down. This, so,
1: Tony Collette was nominated for the Golden Globe. Woo-hoo. She lost to Nicole Kidman in To Die For, which, <gasps> well, hard yeah. performance to compete to, because Nicole yeah. Kidman is fucking amazing in that movie. We watched but it recently. But I feel like if she would have cracked Best Actress of 95, that lineup, this would have been the clip that they played. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do we have it? Yeah, we do. Which one is it?
2: Is it why? I got a lot. Why can't it be me? No, we got that one. So, why can't I?
0: I've seen your wedding album, you've tried on every dress in Sydney. Well, that doesn't mean I'm getting married. What else does it mean? I want to get married. I've always wanted to get married. If I can get married, it means I've changed. I'm a new person. How? Because who'd want to marry me? Tim Sims! There is no Tim Sims, I made him up in spit no one would even look at me but when i came to sydney and became mario bryce asked me out and that proves i'm already different than i was and if someone wants to marry me i'm not her anymore i'm me her muriel muriel heslop stupid fat and useless i hate her i'm not going back to be her again <laughs> oh why can't it be me why
1: can't I be the one? Oh yeah, that's
3: yeah, that's, that's a it. clip for uh, an award show right there.
1: So, and Muriel has it in her head that the only way to be a success is to get married. Yes. yes. Which I feel like that's kind. I mean, it's kind of sad that that's the mindset of a lot of women.
2: Oh gosh. Yeah. 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 Um.
3: When does she start looking in the the personals?
1: It's sort of the scenes following.
2: <laughs> no, but I mean that's uh, thinking that that's the key to happiness. Yes, you know, yes. I mean I think that's and again. I know I keep talking about the name of your show, but movies that <laughs> made us gay, especially yeah. for you know, you know, someone who is gay and isn't following these ABC mm-hmm. guidelines of what you think life's supposed to be. And, you know, that's what, again, makes this movie so great. Someone who's realizing that that's not where the happiness lies and that yeah. it doesn't have to be it. It's, it's so, so powerful.
1: Well, especially at a time with gay men in kind of the mid nineties where marriage wouldn't even have been talked about. You're right. Yeah. Like that, like that wouldn't have even been an option mm-hmm. too.
3: Yeah.
2: Crazy. I mean, I mean, we're in it. You know, that's the culture we're in now too. Now, there's yes. Muriel is just going to the stores. But imagine if Muriel had Instagram every day, seeing oh. pictures. But, you know, she would go nuts.
3: Yeah, yeah.
2: She'd have a fake account for. sure Oh, that's a whole. That, other... that, like you said, the remake in America, she would have a fake account with a like her her planning for the wedding yes. that wasn't happening, or it would go <laughs> into
1: like Ingrid Ghost West territories oh, yeah, and She yeah, would yeah. latch on to like a social media influencer. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah for sure. Or Emily in Paris. Oh jeez. Where she just becomes a social media influencer because of hashtags. That fucking bullshit because show. That's how that works. I got
2: 15 minutes in.
1: <laughs> but okay. we, we
2: love got... <laughs> we love him, right? What's his name? Uh, <laughs> Jamie Dick. Andrew Fleming. Andrew, Andrew Fleming. Fleming. Yeah. I'm happy for him. Also, yeah. Darren Star. <laughs> and yeah, and the yeah. craft. Yeah. 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 But um, all that I I don't we're not doing that. We got two episodes. episodes. To we watched thing.
1: two whole episodes. Yeah. Uh, we'll see if I make it. But farther. it was
2: weird. I mean, even even critics, influencers, almost every review was like, I hated it. But I, but loved I couldn't that. stop watching. I, it. I couldn't stop yeah. watching. <laughs>
3: yeah, we stopped.
2: <laughs> well, I mentioned to you that I took French class in Pasadena, and not just mm-hmm. the language, learning about the culture. And I feel like I have an in and out with, and I understand oh, sure. why they hate it. Oh, yeah. I can understand now when it's offensive.
3: I mean, I can just understand just by watching yeah. it and not even having. That that background. <laughs> but
2: it hit at the perfect time when all everyone really wants to do is pretend they're in Paris. So that, yeah. that's why I think Just it's Just turn your brain off and watch swallowed. something
1: dumb. Agreed. Well, I would hope that we're advancing more as a society where being married doesn't necessarily mean happiness. Sure. And mm-hmm. succeeding in life. Maybe Definitely. it's getting better.
3: Yeah. But I could still see it being there for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. You know? Especially people that come from a uh, home life like Muriel's, you know, which is still, you know, still probably a lot of people come from I mean, from to this get kind of heavy, background. it
2: turns into having a kid, too. When oh, people, You know what yeah. I mean?
3: If the marriage doesn't work, then it's like, well, uh, we'll just have My a kid and will make it better. My favorite
2: meme I ever saw was like on a... On a I think I was looking at, like, some kind of, like, OCD or, like, anxiety, depression stuff, and it was, like, a woman, and it said, what is my purpose? And then it's like, light bulb, I'll have a baby. She's holding the baby, baby, bubble above his head, what is my purpose? Like, you know what I mean? Like, we think marriage, baby, whatever. It's like, you've got to be able to find your your happiness and purpose within yourself before you can do anyway we're yeah, getting deep sure. but that is this, mean, that is really what this this movie this movie brings yeah. out
3: a lot of deep thoughts deep deep when you when when you watch it uh, but it's also funny as hell oh, so i know so
1: muriel ends up answering a personal ad for oh somebody needing a wife oh my god and we find life. out this personal ad leads to a south african swimmer <laughs> that needs to escape South Africa because they're having a civil war or something. Yeah. So he is going to get Australian citizenship yes. to swim in the Olympics.
2: David Van Arkel.
3: Oh, David Van Arkel. This guy. Are you black? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I said that.
2: His, he should have gotten Oscar nominated. His but face. The way that he looks
1: at Mario is just like... Oh my God. His reactions are. Process. I am going to be marrying her, and he's just having a low key panic attack just looking at her. What
3: about the blonde? He didn't like the blonde. She doesn't seem so bad now.
2: <laughs> and I love the coach looks at Muriel and says, Would you find it difficult to lie? <laughs> nope. <laughs> nope. Nope. Who,
1: who is this actor?
3: Just some
1: pretty I think I some might like have dummy. To find if some he was, like still journeyman beautiful. Australian actor. Yeah.
3: I mean, he's doing uh, a serviceable South African accent. But at times, I'm just like, what are you doing with this accent? Mm -hmm. That's a lot of work. Although, South African accents are insane. Yeah. So, if you told me that that was... It's not quite
1: British. It's not quite Australian. It's just sort of somewhere in between.
3: If you told me what he was doing is 100% accurate, I'd be like, sure. Sounds good to me. But if you told me that he just made it up on the spot, I'd also agree. Because South African accents
1: are... Wacky. Yeah. He's played by Daniel Lapaine. Daniel Lapaine, But, um... Very pretty.
2: Real quick, before we get into the meat of the wedding, Muriel's at yeah, work, and the phone rings, and it's... She's like, Dad. Like, he has tracked her down, and he's, and he's found her, because that's how he's yeah. gonna know that the, the wedding's taking place. And, um... They, that's what, they, what we talked about. They had dinner. And she, and she knows now that Deidre is in the picture, because she's freaking yes. showing up, and she's like, what about Mom? What
3: about mom? mom? This is that. This is now, I believe, the third Chinese dinner. Yeah. That. (laughs) But this time, it's the the awkward guests are his lawyers. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Now, do her,
2: did did her and Rhonda have a little breakup? I mean, that was they've already kind of parted ways by now. Okay, they
3: parted ways by now.
2: And um, all right. So yeah, I guess we're it's wedding time.
3: Yeah, I think it's wedding time. Yeah. So this is where we get the title card that says Muriel's Muriel's Wedding.
2: wedding. (laughs) Um, And Rhonda's being pushed by her mom into the mm -hmm. congregation and she doesn't want to be up front. She wants to stay and hide. Her mom's being such a bitch. She's like, at least you won't be in anyone's way. Oh my god.
1: (laughs) The bitch squad we see are... Muriel's bridesmaids. Yeah. Her God, whole bridal party.
2: That's <laughs> but that's Sin, such a thing she can um, relish in. Like she wanted that, you know.
1: And they came crawling back to her mm-hmm. too. She didn't even ask him.
3: Well, I mean, I think what we're to infer is that this made local news. Yeah. yeah. Oh, like yeah. it was Lots a big deal that this Olympic hopeful is getting married. And so now Muriel is a is a celebrity. Um in Porpa Spit at least, and probably in Sydney, so
2: Cheryl goes. You're so full of life. <laughs> I'm not dead, but you know, we have. To, I need to know what you guys think when Tanya takes that moment to go. Uh, you know, Chuck and I are getting divorced. I guess I have you to thank for that. Like that's just got. Yeah, fill. I feel like. I feel like I had a lot of emotions during that part.
1: It's sort of a weird backhanded compliment. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Right, because like, how can you make her feel any worse than she already? Yeah, is? totally. And how much time
3: has passed that like Chuck and Tanya are getting divorced now? Like a year, maybe. Nicole's not one of the bridesmaids, is no, she? No, Nicole's yeah. not there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh. it's just uh, four of them. Three, I can't even count how many.
1: But she's not. But she's not part of them. Um, when we see Muriel, she just looks in ecstasy, ecstatic. This is is, everything that Meryl has dreamed for has come true. She's marrying this hot guy, and and it's her wedding day. He's (laughs)
2: sweating (laughs) bullets. He's sweating
1: bullets, but meanwhile she is living her Lady Diana fantasy.
3: Even though she understands that this is an arrangement, Mm -hmm. she's being paid. He does not love her. They have not had sex before.
1: She does not give two shits about any of that. Walks down the aisle to I Do, I Do, I Do by ABBA. Amazing.
2: And that Amazing. little little shake with the bridesmaids. But my favorite part <laughs> is just even the extras, like the look. That they're like, she's oh my looking God. maniacal. Is that the word? <laughs> maniacal. And they're just like, even DJ's like, the hell's wrong right? with this Right. <laughs> and that's the interesting thing
3: too, is that the, the crowd is just so like the looks on their faces is priceless. But, you know, Tanya says, like, she's surprised. She's like, Muriel, you look beautiful, you Yeah, know? And she does. She looks great. And, you know, if you didn't know what was going on, she just looks like a bride. Um, but the crowd is just like, what the shit is going
2: and on? And when they get to the altar, uh, Bill goes, she's all yours, mate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's so rude. Oh, my God.
3: Yeah, the father is just
1: like, fucking take her. He could not care less. <sighs>
2: And then who rolls up late? Oh, mom! Mama gets to the wedding late, and Meryl
1: doesn't even see her. She yeah. walks right past her, and she just doesn't quite see that she's there. Because the wedding is in Sydney, and Porpoise Spit.
3: We've established you need to fly from Porpoise
1: Spit, and to Bill Sydney. Hunter is just such an asshole that he couldn't even get her mother there mm-hmm. in and time. He's been living
3: in Sydney with Deirdre.
2: That's right. This yeah. whole
3: time, so. They're there already. And she's got her little
2: outfit. Yeah. Oh man. Gifts. She
3: comes yeah. up with their gift. The big box. Yeah. yeah. Oh my god. It's so sad. Mm-hmm. Oh, and quick,
2: it's the quickest kiss ever. Like yeah. <laughs> he kisses on the kiss cheek. on the cheek. <laughs> on the cheek.
0: <laughs>
3: oh my god. I love when they go back to his apartment, and I mean, it's a nice apartment by. Muriel Haslop's. It's just standard. a nice city condo. But it's not it's not anything they're right. Yeah. Like. It's nice. Like to I am. It's just
2: like one yeah. of the and many and
3: places. You know, if nice. I had a friend that lived there, I'd be like, Well, this is a great place. Mm-hmm. Like, good for you, this this place is nice. But Muriel Haslop walks in and she goes, You're rich? <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> like she sees it and she's like, Oh, oh, you're rich. <laughs> he points out <laughs> their separate bedrooms because oh, yeah. that this is like yeah. an arrangement in one of my favorite moments of the movie. We, we have that clip Oh my, please,
2: please
1: yeah. Oh yes, here we go
2: wasn't just the money, was it? What kind of person marry someone I don't know? You did I want to win All my life I've wanted to win
0: Me too
1: So it just sets up the perspective Who's that thumbs. they're not as di- they're a little more similar than you yeah. might think that they are. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
2: I think that is the movie right there. That's like you know the because they want to win. Mm-hmm. win. Yeah,
1: yeah, by any means necessary,
3: and that's what's driving her to get all of this. You know, to do all these things to move to Sydney, to get her own apartment, to get married. All of that yeah. is not. To do it for her, but to show everybody else yeah. what she's accomplished.
0: Oh.
2: <laughs> well, and it, you know, she's going to win at life by the end of this movie. Yeah. But I think she just doesn't know, you know, where her passion is is directed yet. Yeah. So I think that, that, you know, Me Too works, you know, it, it's giving her a little power. Yeah. That we haven't seen yet. For sure. And um, I also think
1: it's a big moment from him, too.
3: Yeah, to kind of see like cuz the whole this yeah. whole time he's just been like fuck this girl, she's gross. But then when she said like I wanted to win too, then he's like okay.
2: But she won a moment before when she says to Rhonda real quick when they were fighting, she's like I mm-hmm. showed them I'm as good as they are. Yeah. And Ron- Rhonda knows that's that's not how things work. That's not the point. And I don't yeah. you know, Muriel Heslop is not half the person Muriel was.
1: Yeah. So this is where we find out about Meryl's mother. Oh, my
2: God. While she's shopping and she accidentally steals. Oh, Oh, That seems so sad. Oh, my God. Of when you get those
1: shots of her feet and Uh it just looks super uncomfortable and she just puts on a pair of thongs. (laughs) <laughs> they call them thongs in australia Well, those
3: aren't even thongs thongs are fl- in australia sure. thongs are flip flops she just puts them like a sandal yeah just like a loose just like a sandal like oh this is this is so much with
1: like this is so much better
3: yeah
2: but i hate it because despite her mental issues she really didn't i mean no yeah yeah and it probably thought that well
1: i'll pay for him when i get the register but mm-hmm. she just forgot but
2: what a great out for bill to be like yep. okay this is my i can say you're you're crazy and losing it yep And when he walks out that door, (laughs) she snaps and starts hitting Perry. And he he says... I mean, he deserves it. Yeah, of course. (laughs) Mm -hmm.
3: She just says that he's like, he's an embarrassment. Go get a job. Like, you're embarrassing your father. Mm -hmm. But then he tells her that she's an embarrassment too.
2: He says he never had a chance. Oh, my God. Too much. Where is Muriel when she gets the call? Do you remember? I don't remember.
1: I think that she's seeing. I think that she's rewatching the wedding video. Oh, God. <laughs> Even worse. Oh, yeah. And uh, it's just, uh, he's swimming laps. Mm-hmm.
3: Th- okay. Can I just say thank God we don't have a wedding video? <laughs> I'll take all of our pictures. Would it just
1: be super depressing if we were to just sit down and watch it? I don't think it? it
3: would be depressing. It'd be fun because it was fun. Sure. But I feel like. My mom would be just watching it over and
1: over It would just get weird.
2: For some reason, I just thought of the Love Actually subplot <laughs> when his watching the video is creepy, too, because it's all Keira Like, so Oh, my God, right? Thing. But, um... um yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's just Joanie saying, Mom's died. That's it. Uh, and the fairy mm-hmm, tale's gosh. over right there.
1: Oh, my God. And she comes to find out that uh that they thought it was an accident that's what deirdre said deirdre Is said it was a heart attack a heart attack yeah. she died peacefully in her sleep but her sister God, I said how
2: she takes over that domestic role she's like already in the apron yeah. and cleaning stuff and
3: but the way that she's like cleaning the house and she's just like all right now we gotta move on to like the laundry because she's just in there and she's just like well Fuck this pigsty! Like yeah. I've got to come in
1: yeah. and like this clean this is a little more up. than what Deirdre, yeah, like bargained she, for. She, she didn't really. Out. She didn't really expect that she was going to be in this position.
2: But yeah. the what the fuck moment, she made the ultimate sacrifice for your father.
1: Like,
2: uh, my oh my god. <laughs> She'll so be glad rude. her life amounted to something. Like, so I rude. Just, I couldn't <laughs> handle that.
1: Yeah, awful. And there's the all of that bullshit that they got, like the Australian Prime Minister to come to the funeral. Yeah, mm-hmm. and read his little letter. Yeah, which is all just like a big PR move by her dad. Gross. And that yeah. moment where her sister says, "Mom, Mum took pills."
2: Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. She's like, "What am I going to do without her?"
1: So dark.
2: And that's the thing. This but is, Muriel sees, Muriel realizes she was there, or she sees no, she sees that her mom had cut out pictures from the article or something. Yes, right. Yeah, she
3: okay. see. Yeah, she sees In that the little wedding album her, album. her yeah, the mom has a, had like a scrapbook, uh-huh. and it was filled with Muriel's wedding. And just all the all the news clippings and all that. But yeah, like you said,
2: so we find, yeah, even at the funeral, he leans over and says something cocky, you know, about the press and, yeah. and stuff. What are, the, like watch, what are they doing? Watch yeah. what they're doing
3: when this happens.
2: But then I think Ugh. the priest says uh, her daughter's wedding was the, you know, the happiest day of her life, something like mm-hmm. that. And that's when she has, that's the, that's the real explosion. I think that's the pinnacle yeah. of her character arc, and, you know, and she runs out. And who's on the porch?
1: David? I almost feel like there's a cut scene or something in between. David coming to the funeral to where they had that moment where.
2: That's a good question.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That last exchange.
2: Because he? He because, seemingly caught some kind of feelings, or he just you know his his nature wants to, or to he just felt like her. and
1: he just felt like he had to be there yeah. for. Her. Yeah.
2: because I guess to the media he might need to be yeah for sure but, um, he would
3: ha- he would have would have to go if this is whole if the media is following them
2: but I think he's finally seeing her as a real person I'll, you know
3: yeah and it becomes interesting because they eventually do like they do it
2: yeah do they mm-hmm. complete yeah I think so, well, I, I, think yeah, so. I think so so uh-huh.
3: I think they do and then you know they you wake up the next morning yeah.
2: Oh, it's so great though! It's when we see our hero <laughs> co- owning herself.
1: It's true. She real. This is when she really comes in. But like, it. meanwhile, while we were watching last night, we we're just like, "Well, he ain't going to the Olympics then."
2: <laughs> yeah, I'm like, if she just
1: divorces him now, yeah.
2: But that's him realizing too, you know. That, yeah, like, yeah, I don't know. I, I
1: feel like if I was Meryl, I would have. I, I would have stuck it out just so he could. So he could get yeah. his dream. They could have this conversation. He's so pretty. But
3: at, He was so pretty. <laughs> like, have the conversation, but at least just be like, all right, just understand that we both understand this now. Because I think at, for her, she was just like, we're going to be married, whatever. But
1: yeah, it's
2: it's it's interesting.
1: I get for the purpose of the movie that she has yeah, to say, she has to leave. I have to leave. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: And um, to kind of go back, circle to the clip you played, I love when... Um, she says, good luck in the games. And he says, you too. And that's kind of like, to me, that's like a yeah. game of life. The
3: games, yeah. Mm-hmm. He says, you too. And that's because he knows she's doing the same thing he is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's so tan. That like swimmer, like tanness that like those swimmers have, it's that just is so game. tan. That sun-kissed complexion. And, yeah, that, that those white guys get. That they're mm-hmm. just like, you're white, but you're so
2: tan because you swim so much. Yeah. Fuck that. <laughs> so she's, she's back at home. And it's like pep talk time with dad.
1: I feel like she kind of goes easy on dad.
2: Well, thank, thank God she at least stands. I mean, that's. I mean, whether yeah. it's Australian, American, what for him to just assume you got to be here? Yeah, to you're take gonna care take of them. yeah yeah. And, but you know, it, I have friends. There's. I mean, you get yeah. trapped. Yeah, you have. Mm-hmm. You know, that kind of yeah, respo- trauma family and sibling, responsibility. Yeah, it's it's. And she's like, no, yeah. you have to take care of them.
1: But I feel like she is very like. She could have, like, I don't know, like she could have, uh, kind of told him off a little more. Yeah, yeah, it could. But yeah.
2: she, f- she feels bad too. Yeah. Yes, this is I true. I mean, she stole a lot.
1: Yeah, money. That's
3: true. But this is where again, and we keep coming back to this. Our American film sensibilities mm-hmm. is this is yeah, where we want right. the big scene, Yes. for her to say, yeah, for her to break down and cry and give him all this yeah. and walk away, and we don't get it Mm-mm. because it's I mean, real. It's this real. Is how, it?
2: I mean,
1: this is how this would have yeah. played out in real life. Yeah. And I love mm, the little undertone.
2: He's like, you reap what you sow. Yeah, and that's kind of like you know we're seeing what's happened to characters because yeah. of their actions.
3: And speaking of that. Deirdre has now said, uh fuck off with your damn low-life kids. Deirdre can't do it I'm not gonna I'm not gonna raise your kids and do their laundry mm-hmm. like that's not what she'd I signed rather up be for. the mistress yeah. so she bounced and that is why Dad says you gotta stick around and take care of these yeah. people because I'm not going to he he lost his job at this point he's been ousted. And I
2: love this little hint that things are going to be okay because Joni's like, want me to crack you a beer? Yeah. You know, and he's like, yeah, that'd be lovely. Like, I love that because it's like, okay, he's going to let this. Yeah.
3: Joni, oh, Joni. (laughs) I love that Joni's just like, what am I going to do without her? And you're like, what was she doing for you? You had nothing going on. (laughs) You sat around the house smoking cigarettes and watching TV all day. (laughs) That was your life. But to these people, it's like they still need somebody to wash their clothes and, you know, make the food and microwave their tea. But that's like... Microwave their tea. (laughs) You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But that's real life, though. Like, that's the real tea. Um,
2: So, Muriel goes to save Rhonda.
3: Oh, Rhonda. And the bitch squad is fully just like, over there looking after her.
2: Well, yeah, before we even see Muriel, they're talking about cocks again, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, I sucked her husband's <laughs> cock and I figured everyone makes mistakes or something. What is she it?
3: oh. Yeah, it's amazing, this conversation that they're having in front of Rhonda's mother. Yeah. But <laughs> but that's just like this crowd. That's that's these girls. And
2: Muriel walks in and um, she's just got to bite her pride and yeah. say that Uh, It didn't work out. And of course, Tanya's like, I knew it wouldn't, you know. Mm -hmm. And um, I think the mom says, you can't barge in here. You can't just
1: barge in Uh here and just like expect to take her away. Yeah.
2: Yes, she can.
1: (laughs) (laughs) But they're friends. Yes.
3: And when they do leave and we have we have this clip. And they're just saying goodbye to their town, and it's and so Dancing
2: Queen's playing, and again. Dancing Queen's playing in the background. Which is so
3: important. We'll listen to it, and then I want to talk about it because there's just so much going on here. But let's let's take a listen first.
0: Bye Street. Bye Street.
3: I love that Porpoise Spit has its small town that they're like, fuck the mall, the plaza... But there's also high rises, a beach, condos, tourists, tourists, <laughs> surfies. But that's, that's Australia. Such a bad name. <laughs> yeah. But that's such Australia though. It's like there's surfies, there's tourists, the beach. You just live on the beach, even though you live in the backcountry or you live in the boonies or whatever. But there's still high rises and tourists and a beautiful beach. But. That's Australia because everybody lives on the beach in Australia. Because well, nobody lives in the outback. I
2: yeah. got on YouTube to watch this click, and I was so elated. Tons of comments from all walks of life, and everyone <laughs> is like, "This is the most satisfying ending of any film." Yeah, ever
1: absolutely. Time. And it made me like
2: cry because I'm like, "Bye, I'm all." And yeah, and yeah, and it was just like, and like I said, like it's just, I don't know any film where I am seeing a character that I started with. And not a show, not a season, not a miniseries. This is a hour and a half, when, to two hours, yeah. and we. It doesn't feel forced. We yeah. saw this progression. We went on this journey. Yeah, and it's it's oh, it's it's that just that little slow motion <laughs> and her looking out the window like it just makes me so happy. I I don't.
1: These two have their entire lives ahead of them. Yes, and they've finally yes. have gotten the out.
2: The future is endless. And it's and, not about getting the guy. And, yes. one them, and one of them is in a wheelchair. <laughs> yeah. And that's okay. <laughs> that's and, too. and to go back to what I just said, that, you know, I know you said you wanted to bring up the musical. Yeah. People hate it that they made that ending about the kiss and about oh, getting a guy. Yeah, sure. It doesn't – That it took away the aspect. Wait the a minute. Aspect.
1: That's the whole thing with the musical?
2: Oh, yeah. It, Wait it, a
1: minute. I, explain.
2: I, I haven't seen it. I just I remember I'm reading an article that, yeah. that it ends with her having her kiss, getting a guy. I don't know if it's with oh. David or Bryce or what, oh. but I was already like, absolutely no, not.
1: No, it changes the material yeah. completely. Yeah. Everything. Yeah. Because
2: yeah. I'm a sucker
1: for just this movie is not about falling in love. It's about friendship. Yeah. And PJ yeah. also
2: yes. did my best friend's wedding, which is mm-hmm. also that ending. True. you know? Yeah. You're right. Uh it is very
3: satisfying ending,
2: you know it's funny, you know uh, I hate to say it's stereotypical, like with gay men liking chick flicks, but <laughs> we're picky, and I don't like Sweet Home Alabama, and I don't like this <laughs> and that. I like legally blonde or, I mean Michelle mirrors like we we movies that made us gay are films that aren't always ending with the guy. It's yeah. ending with the friendship or ending with the life event and the success and stuff yeah. like that yeah you know?
3: absolutely it's cool absolutely um yeah and their their friendship is like i don't know they don't really like muriel's just like i'll we'll go to sydney i'll fucking take care of you like that's what if that's what it takes like we're just we're gonna get the hell out of porpoise because and, you
2: helped me yeah find myself yeah and i owe it to you yeah yeah for sure uh <laughs> good movie Good movie. <laughs> do we want to kind so of have any around.
1: last thoughts on just the actress Toni Collette because this is our oh first goodness official, goodness. official yes. Toni Collette
2: movie on I the wanted to ask you guys if you've seen In Her Shoes of course okay have I, I rewatched that because of you you, you <laughs> yeah. kind of scared me you were like make sure you're ready to talk about Toni <laughs> so I got my roommate I was like we're watching In Her Shoes I hadn't seen it since the movie theater and there's a scene in that and she should have got an Oscar for In Her Shoes I swear I hope you know I'm talking about. I know you do, but um, she's at the bridal shower, and her stepmom's a terror. She's awful, and they're showing my like, Marsha? Yeah, no, exactly, my Marsha? You know. <laughs> and the step and um, I guess she's showing all these clips, kind of talking about how she's fat and awkward, blah blah blah. And she goes into the kitchen with her friend, with, with her friend who's um the girl locked in the basement in Sons of the lungs. <laughs> um, oh
3: yeah, Brooke Adams.
2: And the stepmom no, walks no, 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 in, and she doesn't even get three seconds. She goes to say something about how she's acting and she grabs this knife and says i'm talking to my friend and she just like holds the <laughs> knife up at her and it was i i never laughed so hard i was dying it was brilliant i i think she was so good in that and um clock watchers too which i you said you had seen before her and i've never my seen gosh. Clock watchers. You guys have, i didn't want <laughs> to do that because i was like it's not universal enough that even though this would have helped it get out there, um, yeah. you, you have to watch it. It's Tony Collette, Parker Posey, Alana Yubach, and Lisa Kudrow. Mm-hmm. Well, we love and Alana Yubach. It, it's love. phenomenal. I think I have it on DVD. I don't know where you're going to find it otherwise. It's so hard <laughs> <to> <laughs> We'll find. get a
1: hold of it. Yeah, yeah, I've been meaning to watch you it.
2: Sixth Sense. Love you know, it. Well, and it's look, crazy look that face.
1: Sixth Sense is kind of for big mainstream success. Mm-hmm. That scene of... Her and Haley Joel Osment in the car yeah. at the end, wherein he's talking about yeah. her mother. Yeah, and that's the scene. That the was ballet the Oscar concert scene. Oh my god! Yeah. Just will rip your heart out yeah. of Tony Collette in that scene It's so good. She
2: was like fucking twenty six. That's like, crazy. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
3: yeah, that's the scene. Yeah, her career is so interesting.
1: I mean, there's so many. I mean, there's tons of YouTube videos just about like. The Be Kind Rewind, The United States of Tony Collette is really good if you mm-hmm. wanted to see just a good scope of her work and what makes her so unique. Yes. And how how does she only have one Oscar number? Well, Little Miss Sunshine, Sunshine was also
2: like, I guess, mainstream, if you will. That's the what I you know, I she hate got when globe. I mention her and people don't know. And she I got the Globe say, and the SAG nomination the for Miss Little Miss Sunshine. She's really yeah. good in Little
1: Miss Sunshine. United States of Terra. Is really, is Mm -hmm. a good showcase of her. Um, Her scenes of The Hours are some of my favorite.
2: Oh, yeah. I haven't watched that in a while. As Kitty. And um, she was in Knives Out. Very small. I mean, everyone's part in that was great. She's beautiful
1: looking in Knives Mm -hmm. Out, too. She's stunning.
2: You know, I'm a horror guy, but I'll admit I have not seen Hereditary.
1: She's really good in hereditary. And it's not my
2: style horror, but everyone I know is like, you know, if the Oscars were ever going to pay attention to horror, she should have, you know. I think it's
1: a tad bit overrated, but it's good, though. So
3: where Scott and I differ is that I prefer hereditary over Midsummer.
1: I prefer Midsummer.
2: Yes. I prefer neither.
3: (laughs) Midsummer, I watched. I'm glad I saw it so that I could, like, formulate uh uh an opinion about it because it's you know it's uh what do you call it polarizing Mm -hmm. but uh i liked hereditary i don't know i don't know that it's you know um that like oscar worthy but it's
2: good i'm just very picky with like nihilistic horror like i need that Redemption ending. I don't want to say sure. happy ending, but I need sure. to feel like I went through something. And that's
3: why. And that's why I'm not a big fan of of Midsummer because mm-hmm. I I'm kind of in that vein. You know, I never fell into. I've never seen one Saw movie.
2: Oh wow! Yeah. Don't care for them. I think when I posted Too about Mario's wedding, when I saw it, at the, I said the only other ending as satisfying as this is Halloween H2. <laughs> <laughs> that was my comparison. I was like, <laughs> You know, because, yeah, I need. I need sure, that. I like it. Yeah.
1: I need the
3: redemption art. Yeah. Um, oh, man. Okay. So, so. But
2: just to show that I'm continuing yes. doing the Lord's work with this, there is a page, <laughs> Insatiable Cult. They post a lot of, like, teen stuff. And it's definitely a younger person, I can tell. Probably, like, sure. maybe 20. And. I don't know why, but I was like, you need to watch Mario's Wedding. And he or she, I don't even know. It was like, a, What's I don't know. Like, okay, blah, blah, Is that an old person's movie? Yeah. <laughs> and I got a message. I'm not going to find it right now. And she was like, thank you so much. I had no idea what I was getting into. That movie was beautiful. And she even oh, wow. posted it. A- clip because she's very picky about what she posts she's a lot of followers she has a big, big reputation and it's muriel laying there saying like am i nothing or whatever she was like, oh, she wow. looks like a fairy she's a i just felt it was so cool because yeah i mean even people our age sometimes will say like anything before like 2000 is just old it's like it, oh, it makes me so gosh. angry but um oh, but yeah i was gosh. very happy that i <laughs> told someone to watch it and they were young and they were like muriel's wedding is way more than i thought it would be and it's it's a kids
1: beautiful. i know that you're watching love cat <laughs> lovecraft country on hbo but HBO Max also has Miro's wedding. Yes,
3: true. Also, Lovecraft Country is amazing. So watch that. I haven't watched it. Yet.
1: <laughs> and about, watch the comeback. I'm about halfway through. You yes, the watch the comeback. <laughs> do you want Do you want a good segue into your show? Yeah. Do you want to talk a little where, bit about where can we find your podcast? What is your socials? Yeah. And, so basically,
2: uh, I. I have a friend who has a Melrose Place podcast. I think that's what planted the seed. Pete
1: and I love Melrose Place. Oh, yeah. yeah.
2: Oh. Really? Okay. So I think it's called Melrose Pod. Yeah. You have to you have to discover it. But that's a see the comeback is only twenty one episodes, so it's not <laughs> as intimidating as. Yeah, oh things. yeah. And I think that's why I didn't feel that pressure. I was like, this is a niche audience. I don't feel like I have to get everyone to listen to this. You know, it's 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 enjoyable for those who've seen the show. But it, there's a reason to check it out because it's very cool. It's um, it was oh five, yeah. Lisa Kudrow's her first big break after Friends, and um, it got canceled after one season. It was very ahead of its time. It kind of poked fun at what was to come with reality TV, housewives, Kardashians, what have you.
1: Well, and also and- before like, par- I mean, I feel like The Office yeah. had just aired, mm-hmm. and yeah. it's very much that tone of a mockumentary show, mm-hmm. but. Later, stuff like Parks and Rec yeah. would later do that. And the comeback was on to something.
2: Yeah. And, um, you know, it got canceled after one season. And over th- time, it just built and built, built such a following that the comeback got itself a comeback. You can't really <laughs> get more meta than that. And uh, nine years later, and it, and it had a season two. So it's... Yeah, it's very cool. I love talking about it. Like we we might have said before we started recording, it's just like a Russian doll. You you rewatch it and you notice these little little things mm-hmm. every
1: time. I need to do a revisit of it. Yeah. I think I introduced you to the comeback, right? You did.
3: Yeah, I had not mm-hmm. watched it before you showed me.
1: I was there when it was airing. But just like Muriel's
2: wedding, it is challenging. You have to be yeah, cultured, very, very uncomfortable smart. moments of the yeah. comeback,
1: but that's what makes it amazing. It's though. Worth
2: it. A slow yeah, burn. It sure. has a payoff, but. But yeah, so if you are bored and have time, and you probably are during, you know, these lockdowns, give it a watch. <laughs> it's it's only twenty episodes, so yeah. <laughs> awesome.
3: And where can we find you on Instagram?
2: Uh at, I don't want to hear that.
3: <laughs> I don't want to hear that. I
2: don't want to hear that. Either.
3: Awesome. Yeah. Well thank you so much for
1: coming on this yeah, show. Oh
2: gosh, so thank much. you. This was seriously heaven. Yeah, this, this was I awesome. love this movie. This I'm glad design.
3: that we finally got to do it. Indeed. There's a lot going on. Thank you for sticking with us, everybody. Uh, this is a little bit of a longer episode. But I'm sorry. It's my fault. Ha- no, it's okay. It's all of, <laughs> it's it's uh, it's PJ Hogan's fault. We didn't even get into his career. We'll do that on another
1: episode. Did you ever see Mental <laughs> with Tony Collette? No, I've but, seen Mental. I reviewed yeah. it.
2: Okay, yeah, because that was also their little reunion.
1: It's and, interesting. It's yeah. different. It's unusual. Mm-hmm. <laughs> different. Unusual is different.
2: Well, maybe. I somewhere down the line I'll come back and we'll do my best friend's wedding
1: Hey, and that'll be then the we'll eventually that. get to the 2003 Peter Pan movie <laughs> <laughs> that movie is bananas if you ever catch it on it's premium pretty, cable it's pretty nice just tune into like 10 minutes it's insane yeah it's also on HBO Max
0: mm-hmm. <laughs>
3: well thank you everybody for listening to this episode of movies that made us gay we would love it if you would rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. give us five stars yes indeed please do that and and also you can head over to Patreon, www.patreon.com slash Movies That Made Us Gay for extra features. Our, news,
1: our new newsletter just came out today. Yes, indeed. New newsletter. We also
3: have a Watch With Us commentary track where we release uh, at least one a month, sometimes two a month, where you can watch a movie with us through a special commentary track on Patreon. So head over to that and uh, subscribe, if you will. You can also find us on Instagram and Facebook at Movies That Made Us Gay and on Twitter at Pod. Yes, indeed. You can find me on Instagram at Peter Lasagna and Scott Scott Youngballer. Yes, indeed. Thank you so much for listening everybody. We'll see you very, very soon. Have a great weekend. Bye.
2: question mark and I hadn't seen your post yet.